When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No jumper, coolest podcast in the world, man. That and is. we're back. Now, that this is. is, listen, we've had a lot of people get, like, requested. Mm-hmm. But ever since we've kind of, like, took a deep dive, well, not deep dive, our toes in the water, right? Mm-hmm. With the red pill, manosphere, mm-hmm. political stream, they said we need Rolo here. Yeah. Like, they said, and all those other guys, they've been chatting and giving out free game. Mm. But their free game comes from the originator, which is Rolo. I would like to think so. <laughs> I would like to think so. Now, hey, listen, though. Let's get right into it, right? Because you're the godfather mm. of, the, of the Red Pill, right? So you now have to answer for all their boys. Yeah, well, it's like I got to clean up everybody's mess yeah. right now. And by the way, and like, cause a lot of people are going to go, well, wasn't Kevin Samuels? He was the, he was the godfather. But I'm like. I was happy that people were calling him the Godfather when, <laughs> yeah. when all that was going down, because yeah. I think a lot of people think that I like gave myself that name. No, and I didn't do that. I used to have a partner. Uh, his name was uh, Pat Campbell. Yeah, he was a terrestrial radio show host. Oh wow, okay. And uh, I worked with him on his show um, from what, about like 2017, 2018, all the way up until he just passed away in 2021. Wow, he had, okay. Like, he had uh, brain cancer. Um, but uh, he was a, a mentor to me, and he used to introduce me as the godfather of the Manosphere yeah. on his show, and so it just kind of stuck, and then everybody started calling me that. So. Wait, so do the Manosphere encompass everything, like everything about the Red Pill, like, or 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 like, is there like a divide? A little of both. I think the the, the Red Pill is more of a, it's more of a, I like to call it a praxeology, which is re- it's kind of a loose science. Yeah. is really what it is. Um, it's not. It's not meant to be some kind of ideology or some sort of mission or some kind of movement or something. Yeah. When everybody says it's a philosophy or they say it's a ideology or a cult or a religion, I'm just like you. You don't get it. But that's separate from like say the manosphere because the manosphere itself mm-hmm. is could be anything. It could be fitness. It could like you just had. Uh, you just had MLD in here yeah. not too long ago. So money, muscles, and game. Yeah. Right. So those are usually the three things that guys are in some way deficient in or they sort of gross out in one of those things if they are deficient in those things. So if you look at the Manosphere in total, um, by the way, the, the Manosphere as a name was actually uh, sort of thrown out there as sort of a, a derogatory name back mm-hmm. in like 2012 by feminists yeah, because they started seeing this sort of male self-improvement uh, sphere coming up in in uh, in social media, and so yeah. they gave it the name Manosphere, right? Yeah. So it wasn't like anybody came up with it. It was actually so, supposed to be like an insult back in the day, Absolutely. and so people just leaned into it, I think, back then. Mm-hmm. And um, 
so the manosphere itself is, it could be anything. It could be fitness. It could be money. It could be a game. It could be whatever. I mean, I mean, heck, we, I don't know if you have ever had like Sterling Cooper or any of those other guys, porn stars and stuff like mm, that. Yeah. They'll talk about like, you know, um, like male sexual health and stuff like that. Absolutely. That could be part of it as well. And I think that a lot of people sort of misconstrue the red pill per se with like the manosphere because a lot of, especially now in an election cycle, um, people start calling, you know, well, you're only red pill if you're this political ideology mm -hmm. or you're or you're conservative or you're whatever. Um, it was never about that, but people make it about that because it's a it's kind of a terminology that's sort of a useful brand for them. Yeah. Not and I found out too that the manosphere and the black manosphere are two different things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I Rolo, be real though, Rolo, uh, man. Now listen, now I, I, I know that <laughs> <laughs> you know, it can Tend to fuck up a lot of shit, uh -huh. right? <laughs> so, yeah. so now there's been here. So, like the black manosphere is what gets a lot of like the backlash, right? Mm -hmm. So, are you ever like, why the fuck are those motherfuckers being grouped in the same category I, as us? Well, okay, so I I understand <laughs> yeah. why it's popular in sort in in the black sphere, right? Yeah, in, in, in black, it used to be black Twitter, right? And black Twitter mm -hmm. came along, and then. Uh, it was really Myron and Fresh on Fresh and Fit that sort of popularized yes. it more, and then then you see all these come ups. And and by the way, I would I would also include Kevin Samuels in that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Um, and then there's a lot, and there's other people as well who are in the quote unquote black manosphere. And like I can remember the time when when me and Fresh and uh, and Myron were talking. I'm like, you know, it's kind of a damn shame because it's like that it's it separates men in general rather than by putting them into like sort of racial divisions like there's a, a, a black manosphere an asian manosphere a latino manosphere yeah. this man a white manosphere whatever yeah. it is i'm like that's that's an attempt to separate guys that's a, an attempt to like sort of pull people apart so that there's more like division within that and and quite honestly i think we're all in it together right now and that's why i've yeah. always said like i'll give you i'll give you an, i'll give you a story right Fresh. here um I was uh, I was with Fresh in his uh, his 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 Lamborghini, his first one, because he's got God, he's got so many damn Yo, cars, bro, right? Bro, bro, he's so rich. I remember, well, I can remember being picked up by Fresh and Myron in uh, January of 2021 mm. when they just were starting to take off. They had 20,000 subs for for yeah. Fresh and Fit. They picked me up in a rented Land Rover <laughs> from like uh, the really? Fort Lauderdale Airport, yeah. right? And they just they love they were loving on me. They were so so glad to have me there, and I was yeah. I was glad to be there too because mm -hmm. I know Myron from before. He used to be on Rule Zero with me, oh, really, and okay. um, so. Then by August of 2021, now Fresh is driving around in his first McLaren. And I'm like, damn, that was quick. You know, Fast. So yeah. So you're looking at like eight months and he's in a McLaren after yeah. that. Um, but there was a point where we're we're driving around in um in Miami, Brickle, in the uh like the art district and the fashion district that's out there yeah. in Miami, right? And we're in a a powder blue EVO Lamborghini. It's Damn. it's uh, the top's down, so we're in a convertible, right? <laughs> I'm sitting there, he is as dark as I am white, right? <laughs> yeah. And we're listening to uh we're listening to some of his rap, and then we like we'd start listening to like Steel Panther or something like yeah, for me, well, right? Course. And then I'm sitting there with his dog. Um, a hero, which is a white Shiba Inu, and I'm like, we look like insane. I know, right? <laughs> you know, driving around here, and I'm like, but that's just it, it was it was a surreal experience. I'm like, why is this like? Why does there have to be a black man for a white manosphere? Yeah. It's like we're just part of all of this. Well, this hey, whole. if I was a white manosphere, bro, I will, bro, I, I'll be pushing. Listen, like, listen, right? Because look, because like, because <laughs> listen, because all the free and foolery mm -hmm. and ghetto. And, and like the clips that go viral with like the messiness and that come from the black manosphere, right? Yeah. 
right? So, uh, right? So, like, there's the Black Manosphere has got your canceled. There's a lot of that gets thrown back and forth, and it's like, I, yeah. I think that the message gets lost, and it's not just the Black Manosphere, it's also the White Manosphere. It's also, yeah. there's there's a lot of new come-ups. Like, every, yeah, every three or four years, there's new come-ups, that, and yeah. they, they don't have any experience with it, but they see that it's sort of like the new the new hotness, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's whatever's going to sort of build their brand. and Absolutely. And I think that probably uh, you're going to see another wave or another cycle come up pretty soon after, uh, the, after the elections. Because well, people are going to start moving out of the manosphere absolutely. and moving into like culture war narratives and mm-hmm. everything that's going to like like sort of build a brand based on whatever the social narrative is going on at the time. And yeah. I don't think it's going to be the manosphere. Like after like say August or something for about 18 months, yeah. Yeah, maybe halfway into 2025, that's when people may, might start returning back to the manosphere. Again. Speak on that real quick, right? Because I've said that in terms of the state of the rep hill, yeah. now in 2021 or even like during like the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. The red pill was like this, this fiery fireball that was just rising and, and like gleaming, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then I think somewhere after the Sneeko and Destiny like debate, mm-hmm. there was this like this stench, this like black mark now and on the manosphere, mm-hmm. and right. And, and now it seems as if like the collective have came together to say those guys are extremist weirdos. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. And now it kind of seems 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 like. Like the red pill has been on the decline, you know, you know, like due to you know, there's you know, there's like content creators now who sure. don't really understand it, but mm-hmm. they are out here going on different shows and you know, and saying just outlandish and extremist, mm-hmm. shit. and now they're being like grouped in with guys like Rolo who actually understand the science, you know. Well, and then you got to remember, I've been like my first book was published in 2013, yeah. So you're looking at 10 years for for just the first book, yeah. And then prior to that. Um, I used to be part of a group uh, called SoSwap, which was an online forum. It was for guys, basically it was pickup artists in the seduction yeah. community back right. then. But that's what sort of like evolved into what we call the Manosphere today, mm-hmm. and and it also evolved into the Red Pill. And and there's you got to remember there's also like MRAs, men's rights activist guys. Mm-hmm. There's the MGTOW guys or men going their yeah. own way. Then there's the Black Pill Doomer guys. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Trad Cons, which yeah. are which are you know coming out of the woodwork right now. And all there's all these little kind of sub branches that kind of hived off from from the yeah. main tree, I guess that was the Manosphere. And I was. Back in, I've been doing this since like 20 or 2002. Facts. So um, the first book was really a collective, um, a collection of uh, fleshed out uh, essays that I put on my blog mm-hmm. that became the chapters of the book itself. But all of the concepts and everything were developed by myself, but also from conversations that we were having back in like the early, you know, 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, the people who are coming at us right now, who's seeing, you know, fuck those guys, you know, the, the man's for, these are guys who were watching Jimmy Neutron and Fairly Odd yeah. Parents when I was like <laughs> starting to write about this yeah. stuff. And they have no background in this. They have no idea really what they're talking about. And 90% of the time when people are saying those red pill guys, mm-hmm. I'm like, who? Who are you talking about? Yeah. Who exactly are you talking? Who is saying? Who do you? Where are you hearing this from? Yeah. And generally, it's it, they they don't have any anyone in particular that they can name, right? Yeah. And right now, what I see is there's sort of this turning away from like the manosphere stuff and and the and the red pill because you can't talk about and you can't pivot to sort of the culture war narrative and the decline and the degeneracy of society yeah. and save the West. And you can't do that and still have your feet in the manosphere pool. Yeah, of course. So what they're trying to do is say we never knew you and and they're looking for convenient exits so that they can pivot out of the manosphere which was their bread and butter for mm-hmm. the last like two three years yeah. i mean if you look at myron and fresh for instance and nothing against these guys because they're not but 
but they've only been around since you know what uh, 2021. 2020. Yeah, you know, yeah, the January of 2021 is when yeah. they started. Yeah, and so really, you're looking at maybe coming up on two years, almost three, well, two and a half years right now. Yeah. And I've been doing this for 22, mm -hmm. 21, 21 years right yeah. now. And so I've seen the cycles, and I remember like when when the election cycle was going on in 2016 when Trump was coming up, people were calling themselves Red Pill because that was a convenient term and they wanted to appeal to a younger voting demographic so they would say well you know the conservative party the republicans we're the red pill and even like can't someone like candace owens yeah. her twitter handle back in the day was red pill black really? she's now she's just candace on yeah. daily wire <laughs> oh, wow. but but she used to be called that and then you yeah. know you had like miley yiannopoulos who was actually a really good friend of mine up to a point until he got really famous he used to yeah. write for breitbart yeah that was all part of the same manosphere at that time oh really um and there's, I mean, I can I can point out people like names right now who used to be part of the Manosphere like 1.0 or 2.0, yeah. and now we're in 4. Point, like Manosphere yeah. 4.0. And so I've seen these cycles go, and I, I was saying this on uh, uh, my panel show, which is Rule Zero. Mm -hmm. uh, for we do an end of the year kind of predictions and like how what we see coming down the pipes. And I said yeah. this on on the last one. I said by August of 2023, you won't recognize the Manosphere anymore no, because absolutely. they're going to be a pivot. And so all the people who were come-ups and they were riding the manosphere and, and intersexual dynamics and they wanted to talk about, you know, let's keep bitches accountable. And, yeah. and so you see these sort of like copycats like and, – and some some are, are better than others, but like you look at like Pearl or you look at like uh, whatever podcast or yeah. you look at some of these other – there's other ones as well. Mm -hmm. But they're basically trying to create um, – uh, a successful brand based on a f what they think is a formula, which is really what Myron Fresh did back in the day. Absolutely. And so, but you're still only talking about a, a time frame of like two years. Yeah. Now, okay. So let's speak about that, though, right? Mm -hmm. So I do want to circle back to the the convenient exits, right? Okay. But let's speak about like the like copycats. Okay. I think the first person that I and heard you like speak about Pearl was when you mm -hmm. say, "Listen, Pearl don't." Like she don't come off as if she, you know, she's well learned or truly understand this, right? No, no, no. I don't think so. And yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I tried to, uh, I tried to put out an olive branch to her at one point, yeah. and I kind of got burned for that. So, yeah. Um, honestly, I think she's not a good representative of the red pill. I think a lot of people see her as sort of like, oh, she's the. She's sort of the female uh, voice for the yeah. red pill. And so when I see her go head to head with somebody like Ethan Klein on H3H3, she That's does true. not know how to defend a point. Yeah. She knows how to parrot back yeah. the talking points she's heard other people say. Yeah. Um, she's, you know, she's, I have had conversations with her in the past, but um, I'm just, I, I don't think that she is a good representative for talking about the topics that she's talking about because once she gets into those situations like like it was uh h3 was yes. just the most recent oh, oh one. that was bad Rolo. so if you go and you look at like yeah. say when she was on um the uh the vice panel not too long yeah. ago and sydney watson was on there sydney mm -hmm. watson is in no way and i know sydney personally <clears throat> yeah. right um sydney watson is in no way part of the the red pill but she was better able to defend red pill points than pearl was during that and sure. i was just like why are we giving any kind of legitimacy to this person right here when there's other people who are actually much more well-versed in, yeah. in, in this? I think Myron is a very good... Oh, he's very so, so if I'm going to say, okay, this is a bad representative, yeah. I have to give you a good one too. So yeah. I would say Myron is, is a very, very smart guy. Very smart guy. Um, I mean, again, a lot of this is just derivatives from my, my own work, but I'm happy that they're doing it because I see the red pill in my work as sort of like open source. Yeah. So I want people to take it and sort of make their own thing with it as well. Yeah. Um, 
So for me, I think a lot of people think that I'm trying to get like my flowers or something, you know, by, yeah. by mentioning or saying something like this. I am more interested in seeing what other people build mm -hmm. with what I've put out there than I am getting like trophies on a shelf or something like that or getting accolades. I want, I say this on my show all the time. It's like, I'm more interested in seeing the new life that you built Absolutely. using this information and this education and these tools that I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm presenting to you than saying, here's, here's three, 12 steps for life and follow these things. and You have a perfect life. I would mm -hmm. rather you use my material as sort of like, uh, like, uh, a, a paintbrush and, and art, art tools and, you know, like a, a canvas and everything. You're the canvas. And what are you going to paint with the tools that I'm going to give you? It's up to you to go and do that. But, um, I think that, when we're looking at people going out sort of into the mainstream, mm -hmm. there are people who are going to be good representatives of the red, red pill because they're about it mm -hmm. rather than just having it be sort of whatever their, their convenient brand is. If it's just hotness and this is what everybody is talking about right at mm -hmm. this point, um, you can build a brand off of that until you don't know what you're talking about or you're put, put to the test or you mm -hmm. have to defend a point and you can't do that. That's when you know you start you, things start fraying at the edges. Yeah, man, because Pearl was a rising star at some point, mm -hmm. and then I feel like the first like where it was more so like oh okay this is gonna be a you know like a train wreck that's gonna be really fun to watch burn mm -hmm. was when uh, I think she debated Destiny and, mm -hmm. and Destiny was like talking fast making right and she came off as a young dumb kid right mm -hmm. now now. I think Candace Owens and had this thing called a Blexit, where black folks was exiting from the Democratic Party, right? Mm -hmm. So you being the godfather, mm -hmm. when you see this representative like Pearl, who's saying some dumb shit like women should involve, right? Mm -hmm. Like what responsibility like do like you have for saying, okay, like maybe we should separate ourselves from people like Pearl? It, okay, so I, I'm now seeing sort of this trend um, with people who want to say that they're like red pill, um, they're like red pill adjacent, mm -hmm. right? They don't want to be actually associated Taste with brothers, the red right? pill. Yeah, for instance, like, I, I think it's interesting that like Andrew and Tristan were very, very deeply involved in sort of like, for more or less, you know, the, the stuff that I've written in the past, mm -hmm. but putting it out there and make it, make it, uh, broadcasting it in such a way that it was part of their own personal brand. And yeah. now they, it's like, they want to disown all of that and we don't want to be a part of that Absolutely. anymore. And so now it's about traditional values and now it's about conservatism and now suddenly they're family guys. And I can remember a time where I was like run up the flagpole because I've been married for, well, coming up on 27 years. Yeah. I've got a kid who's 25 years old and a lot of the people that wow. I know are also married or else they are in, you know, family or in situations, yeah. right, where they have that. And people were just shitting all over them. And now suddenly everybody wants to be a family man and that's okay. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I've been that way for going on 25, yeah. 27 years right now. Now I'm now I'm the asshole and you guys aren't yeah. the asshole. So um so when I see stuff like that, I kind of have to like bite my lip and just say, okay, it's just part of the game. It's just part of the branding. It's mm. just part. Of, we're going to make a pivot. So now we're going to be family men. Now we're going to be. <laughs> now we're going to say, well, we don't. We we like the red pill, but we only like these certain par now. parts of it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we only like these. It's pick and pull red pill. Yeah. We like this part and we like yeah. this part, but the rest of it we don't want to have anything to do yeah. with that. And because it does, it's not on brand for their own personal brands. The mm -hmm. brand of me. Um, in my in my fifth book here, I talk mm -hmm. about that quite a bit. Is like everybody right now is their own personal brand. Absolutely. So if you have a, a, like a, you're a ten year old kid and you have an Instagram account, you're your own brand. I'm going to quote Robert Kiyosaki here for you. Yeah. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki says, "If you are not if you're not a brand, you're a commodity." 
Facts. And so right now, when people go on Instagram, even if they're just putting their pictures on there and their dog pictures and their family vacation, you're still presenting yourself in some way as a loose brand. Mm -hmm. Influencers are their own personal brands. Absolutely. And so what happens is when your personal brand is about a particular thing, it's about like conservative ideology, or maybe it's liberal ideology, or maybe it's maybe it's the red pill, maybe it's anti-red pill, maybe it's something else, like yeah. the black pill doomers, whatever. You, if you pivot away from that, you're taking a big risk on rebranding yourself because you have your ego that is involved in that in that branding. So when people need to make a pivot out of what was very successful for them at one point, which is in this case the manosphere, mm -hmm. and now they're seeing the writing on the wall and they're saying, you know, uh, that's probably not going to be a, a really cool thing to be coming up in the next 18 months because Absolutely. we're going to go through this election cycle and now the thing that's going to really build our brands is if we switch over to this culture war narrative yeah. which I'm already seeing like on Tim Pool and I'm seeing on on, on Crowder yeah. and some and some bigger like D Daily Wire. Mm -hmm. And so all these guys who wanted to do run these clips of say like whatever podcast or Myron and Fresh yeah. now we never knew ye. We don't want to have anything <laughs> to do with you guys anymore because we're going to be more about family values and everything else because that's what's going to play in the next 18 months. Yeah, man. Listen, so so uh let's speak about like, you know, like folks who that I think are are making like that pivot, right? Mm -hmm. Um well the Tate brothers. Now, I didn't know like too much about the Tate brothers before mm -hmm. 2022, 2021, right? Mm -hmm. So when Tristan Tate like comes out and say, Don't compare me to those red pill dorks, mm -hmm. like what's your reaction? Uh, again, it's just uh, it's rebranding is really what it's about yeah. because I've done shows with with Tristan. I've mm. done I've done several shows with uh, with Andrew. I've done more shows with Andrew than Tristan. Yeah. Um, the last time I was with the both of them together was on Fresh and Fit back in December of 2021. Yeah. Um, and my good friend uh, Justin Waller is very tight with them as well. I, I love um, bro. Yeah, I, I love Jay Waller. You, you need to get Justin in here, please. Well. I, I love him, um, but. Uh, he, uh, you know, he's very tight with them as well. I, I can, I can, I can text him right now. I've got, I got yeah. the number. But um, it's it to me, anyways. It's more of, um, it's more of what is what is going to be on brand for the new the new version of these guys. What's yeah. going to be on brand for the next eighteen months? What are people going to be about? You know, I will give them this. They will keep their finger on the pulse of what's going on, sort Absolutely. of on, in social media and what the what the cultural, societal, like in global societal narrative is going to be. And honestly, I kind of see that as sort of this this. Again, it's pushing away from the the parts that they didn't like, mm -hmm. and sort of keeping us pick and pull red pill. So when we say, "Well, we're not, we don't want to be affiliated with those guys," that's exactly what I've just been saying. Yeah. It's like it's when you look at say uh, Andrew and Tristan, you know, I, I kind of expect that from them. I understand, I know who they are, and mm -hmm. I like the guys quite a bit. Yeah. But um, you know, when you're looking at um, people who have sort of built their name like within the last six or eight months maybe even the last year yeah. built on the manosphere and now suddenly it's like well we're not really manosphere we're not really red yeah. pill. we're just red pill adjacent we just have we're we'd like to have them on once in a while kind of thing but um i think it's just sort of this gradual kind of sunsetting themselves out of the manosphere so that they can move into something else because like i said before getting into that culture war narrative doesn't play well with 
spin more plates, right? It doesn't Absolutely. it doesn't play well with dating non exclusively. It doesn't mm-hmm. play well with uh, open on my end and closed on her end, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That like I, w- I would love to say if I was to if I was to have my, you know Tristan and Andrew mm-hmm. here, I would say so. Do you still think do you still believe in the open on your end and closed mm-hmm. on on her end? Is that, has that now still part of the is that still on brand or yeah. is that not on brand anymore? Of course. Now I uh, so like nobody in in peculiar, right? But do you feel like is it? Okay, so do we count this as grifting then? Like, for example, if you are in... Everyone's a grifter, dude. Everyone's a grifter. Do you know Hotep Jesus? Yes, I love Hotep Jesus. I'm going to quote Hotep Jesus. Everyone, this is not me. This is not me. Hotep Jesus says, everyone you know is a grifter. Do you ever watch the Grifties? Like, he does, like, the Grifty Awards, like, at the end of the... I actually actually was the announcer for the first, uh, the Grifty of the Year Award. (laughs) Award? Yeah, Yeah. on on his show. But but he'll say this. It's like, everyone you know is a grifter. To some degree, everyone is a grifter. Um, It's what you give back. The true essence of a grifter, somebody who just takes and takes and takes. Yeah. If if you are a grifter and you give something back, like what are you giving back mm. to the people that you are taking from? If there's actually some exchange of value, that's the difference between somebody who's like like really about what they're talking about. Yeah. Other than this, this is the new hotness, and this is what I'm just going to get into. Mm. So I so uh, who's an acceptable grifter to you, and an who's an unacceptable an grifter? Acceptable grifter. Yeah, and um, who's an unacceptable one? I'm an acceptable grifter. <laughs> hey, everyone's a grifter. As I said yeah, before, facts, every, everyone is. I mean, to, yeah, some, to some, to some extent. Well, what did I just say? I said, you know, everyone who is, who, if you have an Instagram account, if you have uh, OnlyFans, mm-hmm. if you, you're grifting. If you have, a, if you're an influencer, you're grifting. Yeah. If you are. Um, if you have uh, online courses or something like that, a knowledge-based yeah. thing, I'm not saying that's a I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah, I'm just saying that it's it's a grift, it's a hustle because what happens is people start to sort of um, it's what's called ego investment. They invest mm-hmm. their egos into their brands yeah. because their brands are what they're about. Of course, what I've been noticing recently, and I, I wrote about this in the introduction to this book, mm-hmm. is um, that. When I see people who are all brand, that's when you've kind of crossed a point. You've, you've kind of crossed a border, right? Mm-hmm. And so when your personality is actually your online persona all yeah. the time, that's when, like, I, I want to talk to the man, right? I would like, don't, don't, t- like, can we just have a conversation about fishing or your hobbies yeah. or some shit like that? Can yeah. we talk about normal shit? When I can't have that conversation with somebody, that's when grifting becomes like you become your grift, mm-hmm. as opposed to like what's your what is your honest to goodness personality versus the yeah. persona you created for yourself well, to sell whatever it is that you're selling. Well, 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 well here, right? So like, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't count you as a grifter. And here's why, right? Okay. I think like a, a grifter means like you're going to get like for example like you like you don't believe nothing you're saying. Right, right. It's just it's hustle. I mean, yeah, I get the hustle part of it. But it's a play, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it, I think that the even the term grifter, right? Now, I mean, if, if you want to go and look at the like yeah. the, the Wikipedia entry or the, <laughs> you know? or the, or the, the dictionary yeah, terminology, yeah, that's that's one thing for sure. Um, but but everybody in some way is is the their their own brand of me. You know, they yeah. their their brand is whatever they're they're you know proposing or they're putting out there. And that, I run into problems with that too because I um, like I'll put out some sort of inflammatory tweet and people think, oh, is that what you're really about? Is mm. that what you're telling me to do? Everything I, I didn't I don't know when this happened, but everybody mm. lost their fucking sense of humor on Twitter probably around like 2019 or 2020 somewhere around there. Of course, because everybody takes everything so bloody literally. Yeah. 
And apparently, the only reason anybody uses Twitter right now is for self-help. Yeah. Right. So anything, anytime you go in there, you live, you follow somebody, you yeah. listen to them, you read them, or you watch their podcast, or you're listening to them on Instagram or whatever, yeah. they're in some way trying to tell you how to live your life. Yeah. Fuck that. And the facts, man. And, and so. I don't think I think we've sort of lost this, and I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't know if we've spent too much time online or too much time doing social media kind of stuff, or trying to beat you know influencers, low level or high level influencers, however it works. But I think that we have become our own brands. We believe our own bullshit. We create personas for ourselves that are online that may or may not be what we're really, really about, uh, or it may or maybe it is what you're really about. But it gets to the point where you're, everything in your life, from your dog dying to the birth of your child to your divorce to your marriage yeah. to whatever it is, that's all content. And when your whole life is – when you're an influencer, everything can be content. Yeah. And it's monetizable, and we can make T-shirts about it and whatever, that, whatever the fuck else we want to do. And it's at some point we don't really realize like what's real and what's not real anymore. Are you really your persona, or did you cross some sort of line to get to, to becoming Absolutely. that person? And then – the problem is, is like when there you have clashes between two people who says, mm -hmm. "I disagree with what you believe in and what you're about here." Um, you could say, "Hey, the sky is freaking blue, and I think the sky is green, or some shit like Absolutely. that." If my revenue and my persona is invested in the sky being green, <laughs> yeah. you're not just attacking. <laughs> The sky being green, you're attacking me because my revenue yeah. comes from the sky being fucking green. So it's that was personal. We do that though, right? Well, it is because well, it's, yeah. it's one thing to be ego invested in our beliefs and our religion and yeah. our politics and and how we how we what we believe about how like men and women should relate with one another. Mm -hmm. And if somebody says, you know, hey, fuck you, you're a misogynist because of that, right? Mm -hmm. Well, now you're not just attacking that that person's belief; you're attacking that person himself because he has Absolutely. he has a vested interest in what he's been promoting for a long time. Because everybody thinks that anything that is influ influencing mm -hmm. influencing you yeah. is self help. This is how you're telling me how I should live. No, I'm not. I'm just giving you. You can't give information to people now mm -hmm. without telling them how to feel about that fucking information. Fact. Well, okay. So now, who's an unacceptable gift? An grifter. unacceptable grifter? I think the <laughs> unacceptable grifter is the one who is just doing it to because it's mm -hmm. it's um they're like a cover band. I yeah. know, maybe that's a better way to put it, right? It's like yeah. they don't have any originals. Yeah. They just play covers of other people. <laughs> so do, 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 are you tracking with me here? Like there's people who the are like they just be yeah, well yeah. they they they're they're not innovators, but yeah. they are very fast followers. Mm. So they don't do they're not ideas people. Mass-produced so content. I look at it. I look at it this way, and this is something I was was just writing about on my Substack. Yeah. Is um, right right now in the manosphere, and I shouldn't even say the manosphere because it's like across the board in other spheres as well. Yeah. But you have the people who are the hustlers, mm -hmm. the people who are selling some sort of program. <laughs> they're selling some sort of class or something like they're they're hustlers, and yeah. and, and you know admire the hustle, I respect the hustle. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, then there's people who are the reactors, and these are the people who would die tomorrow if somebody wasn't <laughs> some guy, ideas person wasn't saying something outrageous or out, outlandish or some shit was going on. So I'll we can't. Grift. So we. So, yeah, yeah. The, so these the are unacceptable grifters, right? Yeah. So you got the guys who are the reactors. These are the people who just see other people doing stuff, and they gotta go. Well, their content 
is reacting to other people doing like living their own fight, like actually doing something in their yeah. lives. But you can make a good living off of doing like what I call TikTok videos, where it's like Boy, see some, some outrageous shit on TikTok. And you, I mean, it's this endless supply of content for you mm -hmm. if you're a reactor, right? Thanks. So then there's the reactors, then there's the holy rollers, then there's the trad cons, then there's mm -hmm. like, oh my God, my, you know, the pearl clutchers, right? They, yeah. they, um, they they use sort of the manosphere in, in this sense, but other, in other senses, but um, they use it as sort of their personal ministry. Like, mm -hmm. oh, uh, they're, they're the finger waggers and the moralists who, who in, in a way, they're reactors, but they're also doing it from a perspective of uh, you're not living your right life right, and, and Jesus said this, or or Muhammad said that, or or whatever whatever yeah. your 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 religion happens to be, um, and it's sort of being standing in judgment of of people i guess and mm -hmm. that's that makes for good content so Absolutely. when you look at those so there's you got all these people and then you've got um uh then you got the ideas guys mm -hmm. and the ideas guys are the ones who are out there putting new material out they're the people who are writing books they're the people who are the innovators they're the people who are saying something new that if they weren't out there doing like research and development that yeah. no but none of the other people would have anything to talk about if it wasn't yeah. for those guys going out there and saying hey look i just I'm, I'm going to write an essay. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to do a podcast based on this information over mm -hmm. here. What do you? Let's have a discussion about it. What do you guys think about it? If not for those ideas, guys, then nobody else would have anything else to, to say or do. Anything. Well, then outside of you, then like mm -hmm. who's also an idea guy? I would say My Myron Gaines is definitely an ideas guy. Uh, mm, um, okay, a, a guy I work with, um, uh, Ryan Stone, is definitely an ideas oh, guy. Oh, uh, a few, and guys. he's the guy who was with you when you debated Sneeko Destiny. No, no, that's Mike Sartain. Mike Sartain is my partner. Mike, Mike Yo, Sartain, he's amazing. Mike, Mike Sartain is an idea. Yo, guy. I yes, yes, listen. Yes, absolutely. I never knew who he was before that. Mm -hmm. That guy needs to be more popular, bro. Well, the, Mike Mike Sartain is my partner on. Uh, he's my co-host. I'm his co-host. Yeah. I, I don't know how we do it. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're two hosts of uh, Access Vegas, mm -hmm. and we've been doing Access Vegas since October he's of last amazing. year. He's very amazing, and he's he's the Dark Lord of Las Vegas. <laughs> I know, right? But he uh, what he does is he uh, he sources girls for events like Wet Republic, mm. uh, pool parties. Yeah, uh, he does. He judges uh, bikini contests, yeah. swimsuit USA, Paradise Challenge. All that kind of stuff. He's he's very networked, and he also has a, uh, a group called uh, Men of Action MOA, which yeah. is the only group that I actually endorse. Yeah. It's a hands-on kind of group where guys come in and and, um, and they get live, real-time sort of coaching. But also, um, it's not just about game; it's also about so, like becoming the best version of yourself. But it's it's a bottom-up approach rather than a top. We're going to change the world, right? Yeah. That that it's not like that. It's like how can you become the better version of yourself? And then it's like each one tell one kind of yeah, thing. Of so it's a bottom-up approach, and that's what really attracted me to it because it it's on the individual level Absolutely. rather than on this big global, you know, let's go change legislation level kind of thing. Yeah. Yo, yo, listen, like he's so good, right? Because he's very good. He he is the only person I know that reads as much as I do. <laughs> yeah, wait, the, listen, and I was just about to like say that, right, because when the Destiny debate happened and on like, Fresh and Fit, right, mm -hmm. everybody was like, oh, man, like, they're about to, like, jump, roll on squash roller, right? Mm -hmm. And then you brought the, the fucking, like, the Uno reverse wild card, <laughs> and it's Mike Sertink, listen, he's the only person that I've seen who had Destiny kind of, like, conceding, like, some points, right? It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's true, but, the, right, I'm like, yo... 
this guy is keeping up with Destiny, and he's even he's winning something base too. You feel me, right? So, so like, how'd you even like find that wild card guy, bro? Because he's well, amazing. Well, Mike. Okay, so right around July, about this time, about July of last year, my my other partner, um, business partner. I, was, I hate to have to clarify that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, the yeah. fuck do you have to clarify? Partner, my business partner, Miguel Munoz. Yeah. Um, he's uh, he's the guy, the host of Dollar Cost Crypto. Mm -hmm. um, there was a time I was actually considering um, maybe trying to do a collab, a, a large scale collab with mm -hmm. Valuetainment, which is Patrick Bet David, um, uh, yeah. Adam Sosnick, uh, Jedediah Bila, mm -hmm. and uh, it just it, it just didn't, they wanted too much, right? They wanted me to move out there. They were just it was basically something where they wanted a co brand, and it just seemed really one sided to me. And I was mm -hmm. just, so me and me and Miguel were just talking in the car, you know, coming back from this one meeting that we had. And I'm like, why don't we just do this in Vegas? Yeah. Why don't we just do this shit in Vegas? I lived in Reno. He lived in Vegas. I'm like, we just, let's just go find a place and we'll just go do it ourselves. Yeah. Right. And so we started looking for, for people to, or, you know, like uh, places like, like this, like, yeah. like this, uh, like a studio like this. Yeah. And in the process of doing that, um, Justin Waller, uh, mm -hmm. Introduced me to Mike Sartain. Mm -hmm. I went and did Mike Sartain's uh, an interview with him on his show in Sticky Paws uh, Studios in okay. Las Vegas, and that became our our headquarters. Right, mm. you know. So we started doing Access Vegas there, and yeah. right after that, you know, we kind of it was like a meeting of the minds. It was like I I have the same kind of feeling or the same kind of dynamic yeah, with him. Mike that I did with Pat Campbell. Mm. Pat Campbell was a mentor to me, and I don't look at him as a mentor, but like we have that same kind of back and forth that I used to have with, right. and I really miss with Pat. So, mm -hmm. um, so it was right after that interview, he said, "Hey, you want to do a show?" I said, "Yeah, let's do a show." So, oh, really? Gonna, yeah. So we got girls in, and we, you know, people say, "Oh, it's it's you guys are just like trying to do like fresh and fit." I'm like, "Yeah, but we're doing it in a different way. Mm -hmm. We're doing it with the the most the hottest chicks we can find in Vegas because that's all he has. You know, that's it's, why we called it Access Vegas because yeah, he has access to Las Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. And so. Uh, we were bringing in all these girls that he knew, and we were having really good kind of high caliber discussions. They weren't just like these ratchet girls that were like, you mm -hmm. know, just would, whoever showed up showed up. He already knew who they were. Mm -hmm. In some cases, we're dealing with a, a girl who's like uh, like Miss Nevada, mm. Miss Nevada, uh, women with master's degrees in psychology who are yeah. like they're still like OnlyFans chicks, but they're you yeah know, they're hot. They're they're still models. They're still going you know and, and hosting at Sapphire being yeah. you know, a club, right? But um. But they also, like, one girl's, like, a multimillionaire in real estate, but she's God, also yeah. hot as fuck. Um, then we have girls who are, like, porn, genuine porn stars, yeah. but they can carry on a conversation. And people say, oh, well, you guys are so soft on them. You guys don't, like, you know, mm. punch them in the face, you know, get her, get her, get her. Yeah. And it's like, that's not the point of the show. The point is to actually have a conversation. If they want to castle themselves off the show, then, that, then that's on them. But our point is not to try to kick them off. Mm -hmm. And I think in some ways it's... It makes for a better conversation, but in other ways, people want the to see. Concept, they yeah, want to yeah, see yeah, fresh yeah. and fit. They want yeah, to see this bro this girl get her come up and send, like kick her off the show kind of thing. Yeah, well, like so, fresh and fit definitely like popularized that model, right? For sure. But right now, though, um, there's this narrative like going around that red pill dudes are not talking to educated women who are middle aged, mm. <laughs> right? Mm. Uh, they're talking Nor to these young girls. Normal girls. <laughs> yeah. You're not normal talking girls. to normal girls. Yeah. yeah. No, right 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 here, right. So mm -hmm. so uh um, speak on that though, man. Like, uh, um, sure. that, like, right? Like, <laughs> I've uh, spoke yeah. to that so many yeah, times. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, man. So, so, okay. So, number one is yeah. this, is, and this is was, I, I kind of had to clarify this for like Jedi Abila back yeah. in the day. Um, there is this misconception that these girls that they get, these ratchet ass 304s that come on the show, that they're just 
cherry picking the dumbest girls and they're trying to get them on the show to make them look dumb. That's yes. the point of the show is to make them look dumb. Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, Meyer and Fresh, to their credit, they have the, are such a fan base that they've got uh, a few guys, I think, now who are keeping track mm-hmm. of the ages of the girls, mm-hmm. where they're from, what their socioeconomic, like are, what their levels of education are, yeah. where they were, where they're from. And if you look at, and I don't have it on hand right now, but Big Mo, their sound guy, I'm really tight with, with Big Mo. Mm-hmm. Every now and then he'll send me an update. Okay, now we have like over 3,000 girls have been on the show. Yeah. They, like, they've been from this state and these states and mm-hmm. this state, and, and, and some of them are from overseas. They've been this age. They've been gone. Half of them have like college degrees and mm-hmm. stuff. So if you look at the demographic like skew, of mm-hmm. of all the girls that they have on there, you in no way can say that they're cherry picking the dumbest mm. girls on there to make them look stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how Brian or whatever <laughs> does it, but I would I would venture to guess he's not looking specifically looking for, for dumb, dumb broads, yeah. right? And neither do we do that as well because when we have girls on on Access Vegas, yeah, they all have big tits and they have like Kardashian lips and mm-hmm. they've got like you know Brazilian butt Hot. lips and stuff like that. Sure, those there's going to be those girls, but every once in a while you're going to find those girls are also they've got a master's degree. They they've got uh, you know they've got more money than ninety percent of our viewers do, and they earned it not from not from OnlyFans, but through real estate. Right? They might have stripped to get to the point where they could start working in real estate. Yes. Yeah. And so. I'm not saying that they're going to like you know cure cancer or anything like that. There's you know meeting of the minds, but these women are very educated and they can carry on that conversation. And I think it's really kind of unfair to say that that you were. I think it was it the was it the Washington Post or somebody I forget which article it was, but they were talking about Brian from whatever podcast saying yeah. that there's this rise of podcasts where they're just getting dumb broads on there so they can make fun of them. Yeah. And we specifically did a full dedicated show to that article, and I said, yeah. "Have we made you feel stupid? Do you think we brought you in here to make you look yeah. like dumbasses?" And and none of them none of them say that. They they know that we're yeah. there on genuine, honest terms, and we want to have those conversations. In fact, we get run up the flagpole mm. because we don't have those conversations, <laughs> because we don't kick yeah. them in the face, because we don't have them on there to kick them off the show. So, what I, the, so, so, like, have you, like, talked to Brian recently, right? Because uh, the last time... I think you just texted me, like, uh, two days uh, ago, uh, right? actually. <laughs> look, though, right? Because, look, because, like, when that, like, article came out, um, mm-hmm. I think I seen him, like, call like call into somebody's podcast, man, and he just seemed like he was, like, super stressed and not really expecting all this, you know, backlash, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Especially, like, I think, wait, I think that was during, like, the Endora clip, right, that, like, was going viral, or no? Well, um, so... So they specifically wrote that article about whatever podcast. Yeah. So they were referring to him and stuff. Yeah. And to 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 his credit, like he's in Santa Barbara. So yeah. I know he had to, I don't know if he still does this, but he had to source all of his girls from UCSB. Oh, <laughs> right? right, yeah. At, at least in the beginning stages, yeah. right? And so now he'll have Destiny on there, and now he can get people to fly out there. And mm-hmm. By the way, Santa Barbara's kind of a bitch to get into. If yeah. I, I ain't lying. I have to go down to Vegas, and then I have to fly into Santa Barbara if I'm going to do that. Um, so... So getting people there, being that popular to make that kind of a draw, that's a testament to the success of what he's been doing up Fast to this food, point. Yeah. Um, he's got something like four million subs, but you got to remember that three and a half million of those were from his previous format, yeah, which pranks, was all yeah. about pranks and stuff. Yeah. So, but even still, he's doing pretty well for himself uh, with the new format. And um, and when I went there, it was with myself, Mike Sartain, and uh, Justin Waller. We were we were on there with the, with the girls and everything. And um, I didn't get the I didn't get the impression that they that he was trying to like um, trying to school these girls or anything mm, like yeah. that. 
Uh, I think he, in fact, I'm not really sure he realizes that he was going to be that successful. Now, yeah. what he started doing was he's sort of like the safe version of Fresh and Fit. Mm-hmm. So when when PragerU, yeah. like what, what's her name, Amala from PragerU mm-hmm. starts starts using their clips, or uh, yeah. Valuetainment starts using their clips, or uh, Daily Wire starts using their clips mm-hmm. in in preference to like using Myron and Fresh because yeah. they're too hot, they're too volatile for yeah, for uh, for the conservative audience that yeah. is. Um, that is Daily Wire, but then you get Michael Knowles, who's on on uh, whatever podcast, mm-hmm. and that lifts them into sort of this this neocon uh, traditional conservative. Uh, con, you, huh? It's like a what is it? Um, Turning Point USA, those kind of uh, yeah, people t- who mm-hmm. want to watch that kind of stuff. And so it's still manosphere enough, and it's still like in red pill, loosely red pill, but also it's talking about intersectional dynamics, and now it's okay. For mm-hmm. a conservative audience to go, oh, look at these dumb bitches, you know. Yeah, no, no, and that's right? why you have Michael Knowles, who's there, who I would include in sort of like the men's ministry side of things, sure. where he's like wagging fingers at people. Or then you got Lila, Lila Rose on there mm-hmm. doing pretty much the same thing. Wait, it uh, plays very well. And but who's the blonde girl? Like that, like that real girl. super blonde, like white, well, whitish hair. Like, 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 uh, she oh, look, I don't know. I don't know. Who she she looks like an anime character. I know who you're talking about, but yeah. I don't know the name. Man, wait. So, uh, let's let's like speak at Badisto. Now, you and Hafiz, right? Okay. So, uh-huh. so, so listen though. So, Hafiz tried to warn us about Pearl, and he pretty much ruined his career, <laughs> right? Oh, what the hell? I haven't heard anything from Hafiz in a long time. Huh? I haven't heard from him in a long time. You, I haven't seen him doing much of anything. Listen, because. After the second Pearl like debate with Value Team, and he could have like just you know just like disappeared, right? Mm. So one like, do you feel like the Red Pill or or the Manosphere owe Hafiz an apology for how they treated him based on his his like debates with Pearl? Because because mm. like, right because after that like like and, he, and like he was forced to put out an apology for like going off on her or like right because he put out like a like a Manosphere I, I, I'm sorry video right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't I, I don't think I even no. saw that one. But yeah. what I've seen of Hafiz is first of all, he's afraid to say my name. Oh, really? <laughs> Why? One. I don't know. I, you, oh, you why? Have to, you'd have to ask him that. Hafiz, come but on, man. He's supposed to say a name, man. Well, it, well, like whenever like uh, Pearl brings my name up, mm-hmm. he's, he mm-hmm. kind of you know chomps at the bit. I saw him actually on with uh, uh, Doctor Godsod, who was actually I really like Doctor yeah. Godsod. Um, but it was it was funny because it seemed like the interview that he was having with with Godsad was uh, was all sort of directed to try to sort of like get Godsad to sort of disown the manosphere and yeah. he's, so he's trying to say well there's this guy you know I don't know what his name is and <laughs> he's got this book out and he's like I don't know if he's legit do you know who I'm talking about and and I know he was trying to get Godsad to say Roll Tomasi right? yeah. <laughs> Godsad looks at the camera and goes you mean Andrew Tate <laughs> and I was like oh my God so. But but I I think that um, when you got guys like Hafiz, who's again their mm-hmm. their ideological sort of I don't say biases, but their their in investments, their ego investments in their mm-hmm. beliefs, once that conflicts with say the red pill, I, I've I've said this before with uh with uh like reli- like very religious guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the re- I have a for- my fourth book was called Religion. I wrote specifically for that audience about yeah. this. Um, but I, I I think that one of the things that really pisses off sort of the religious set is that it took like pickup artists and it took red pill guys mm. and Rolo Tomasi to point out what's going on in their churches, mm. and they, they 
in some cases, I, I run into people who go, thank you for saying this. And then I, in other cases, I have people like get really pissed off yeah. because they want to say, well, my religion is the real red pill. Yeah. And let me explain to you why. You know, my God can beat up your God kind of thing. And I think it's... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Really kind of goes back to it kind of stinks to have somebody who's outside of, of the church uh, pointing and saying, like, here's why there's no guys in your church right now. Here's why guys are, like, leaving the church to, to uh, find the man. Where, where did they go? They went to the manosphere. Mm -hmm. So they see that, and they want to find some way to sort of invest themselves or to sort of, you know, work their way into the manosphere to turn it into their own personal men's ministry. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that when you got a guy like Hafiz who's very uh, brand-oriented, another mm -hmm. guy, and we're all grifters, he's definitely a grifter in this sense. Um, <laughs> the grifter, simply, right? Well, I, I may, maybe not good. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't believe what he thinks. I'm sure he in does. In a good sense, though, I'm yeah. sure he would pass a polygraph test if of you course, ask him, course. does he believe this stuff? I, I have no doubt. But uh, the problem is, is like what happens is the, the empirical evidence, the empirical truth, the, 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 uh, the studies and everything else... Mm -hmm. It really kind of rubs people like that, not just Hafiz, but like of that mindset, very much the wrong the wrong way. Absolutely. And so they have to sort of make it their personal crusade to sort of try to take down the manosphere or uh, have those like when you have Pearl, who's ostensibly a, a, a representative of the Red Pill, yeah. she's a soft target. He's not going to come at me because mm -hmm. he knows I'll I'll run the table <laughs> with him. But he'll yeah. go after he'll go after Pearl. Yeah. And Pearl is not really good at defending red pill points. She's good at repeating stuff. Absolutely. She's a fast follower, but she's not mm. an innovator, and she does not have the background in it necessary to defend those points. He uh. knows that, so he can go and get a soft yeah. target. So when, I, when I'm – I mean, if Hafiz ever wanted to do a debate, I'd be happy to. But I don't really even like to call it a debate. It's more like a conversation, yeah. right? Nobody debates anything anymore. We just have this, here's why I disagree with what you're saying. Uh, absolutely. Um, but when, uh, when he's – making his points, whether it's with Adam Sosnick or he's with Pearl or wherever he happens to be, mm -hmm. um, it's, I think it's more of like catharsis for him. He wants to sort of like say that he did something to sort of push back against this. Yeah. He just got married, I think, two years ago. Mm. And I think a lot of times it's sort of like this, this attempt to sort of reaffirm the decisions that he's made for himself. And I'm not saying that they're bad decisions well, because no I've, been married, kind of I've been married for 27 yeah. years or coming up on 27 years right now. Yeah. I am the trad cons dream <laughs> when it comes to like whatever whatever their representation yeah. of the red pill is but i run into this paradox where it's like uh roll tomasi can't be red pill because he's married mm -hmm. and then then the trad comes well he can't be married because he's red pill right yeah. and i am stuck in the middle i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna go do what i'm gonna do even facts but now i right, so one why do you think think like there's so much pushback against hafiz right because is it like just his like is, is there 
Is there pushback he, against him? Listen, I don't know. listen. Like his career right now, I haven't really seen him do much of anything. Yeah, recently. Yes, right. Yeah, right. Yes, mm-hmm. right. And like whenever he 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 like does something, though, the entire like um, comment section is, oh, you know, like he's long winded. He, you know, like he talks to he you, filibusters right? is what he does, especially yeah. when he does. Well, uh, I think again, it's what I call confident ignorance. Yeah. People want to say, oh, those red pill guys say this. I'm like, who? First of all, yeah. who are you talking about? And second of all, no, we don't say that. In fact, I can show you. I've been doing this for twenty some <laughs> yeah. odd years. I know you're full of shit, <laughs> and. I know that, and it's not that you're stupid. Yeah. He's not stupid. No, Destiny's no, no. not stupid. Uh, yeah. You know, the guy. A lot of the guys who come at me are not dumb. There's a difference between stupidity and ignorance, yeah. right? Stupidity means you just don't have the IQ. You don't have the mechanics to actually process the shit. Mm-hmm. Ignorance just means you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And like, there are things that I'm ignorant about. I'm, you? I'm, I'm very much ignorant uh, about like, like what? You know, well, maybe the technology, maybe whatever. I don't know. You know, the weather. I don't know. You know yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah, uh, yeah. astrophysics. I'm I- I'm ignorant about those things, yeah. but I'm not so full of myself that I'll go. Well, let me. See. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be able to speak knowledgeably uh, about everything. Yeah. Right? If I don't know something, even on my show, I'll say, "Look, I don't know that, but I'll find out, and then I'll." We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. I'm not above saying I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But then when you got people who are like confident in their ignorance, mm-hmm. they say, like I can I can point out and say like they don't know what they're talking about. They would rather straw man points. They would rather straw man the red pill. They would rather straw man the manosphere, whatever else, mm-hmm. and then move on to the next topic because they yeah. get the yucks, they get the laughs, mm-hmm. the laugh track goes off, and then they move on to the next topic yeah. um, because that's that's good content for mm-hmm. what it is that they're doing. Yeah. But it doesn't do anything to educate anyone. It doesn't do anything to equip them, and it doesn't do anything to give them the tools that they need to change their lives. Mm-hmm. They they get a quick dopamine hit and they laugh at it, and then they move on to the next topic. Yeah. And that's never been what I've been about. Yeah, um, and. What was you and him like first running, like, like, Me like puppies or yeah, 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 here right, like uh, in terms of when did he like come on like, like uh, in your radar to where now you're making videos, you know? Oh, I saw him when he was on the roommates. Actually, you know, I'll tell you what's funny yeah. that that I actually was pretty impressed with him in the beginning. Oh, like, oh uh, really? because he was on the roommates, and I like what he, I remember seeing him on with Ka- Candace Owens. As a matter of fact, yeah, uh, I forget he's not. Is he still in the roommates? Is he still with his partner? Uh, that guy who was his partner on the uh, I only see like the light skinned dude interview like athletes now. Like, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So I don't see him there I, no I, more. Is, is that even a thing? Is it just Hafiz now or is it still the roommates? Um, the last video that he made was the was the apology to the manosphere. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't even seen that. was like six that. months ago. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, if, that, if it doesn't show up in my impressions on YouTube, yeah, no, I probably didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, no. But, um, but I remember seeing him and his partner on um, on uh, Fresh and Fit, mm-hmm. and they were there for the after hours, and they would have you know they had some disagreements, of course, mm-hmm. but um, it was always civil, and it was always you know it was always on point for whatever the topic happened to be. Yeah, of course. I saw him; uh, he was on the after hour show at least twice, and I saw this, and I was like, he was still trying to he was actually holding these girls accountable. Absolutely. It was like Aubin Preach when they were on when they went on. Uh, fresh and fit for the first time, they were all about it. Everybody <laughs> wanted to be part of that. Everybody yeah. wanted to to be like to to tell these girls what's what. You know, they wanted yeah. to hold women accountable. And then right around 
August of 2021, yeah. when all these allegations started coming out and Album Preach came out, came out Myron and Fresh, yeah. then we saw what's happening kind of now in a larger, it was a smaller mm. scale then, a larger scale now, is all these people who wanted to be a part of that, mm. suddenly they, we don't, we don't want to be real, <laughs> yeah. we did that wasn't really us. Yeah, those guys hate women. <laughs> and so when you yeah. look at like, say, uh, Hafiz in like, what was it, April or May of 2021, and then yeah. you look at Hafiz in... April of 2022. Mm-hmm. That's a different dude. Absolutely, it's a completely different, like, completely different uh, yeah. vibe going on there. And maybe it's because he got married. Maybe it's because he's his his uh, his business model changed because mm-hmm. he wanted to have sort of this, you know, here's we're all gonna dress up nice and we're gonna black manosphere, right? Yeah. We want we want to be the best version of ourselves, kind yeah. of thing. And it was a pivot into to a different kind of uh, a narrative, I guess, for mm-hmm. him. But prior to that, if you go and you look at the the episodes where he's on the After Hour show with Fresh and Fit, it's a totally different guy. And he sounds like he's like, he's wow. all about it. Too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Listen, I got to check that out, man. Now, one of the biggest like disagreements is the marriage thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right, with Hafiz. Now, what's so what's your take on it? So, should men mm-hmm. be getting married in 2023? Uh, should they be getting married in 2023? Yeah. Um, I, I I always get this because because pe- I have been married for let, uh, let yeah. me okay full disclosure I've been married for coming up on 27 years different times though so, so well yeah. yeah different times I was married in 1996 yeah, okay? yeah. Um, so but I don't I don't even think that that's really a fair assessment okay. too okay um, simply because um, I've I've said this before I'm not against marriage mm. I'm against the way that we do it now okay so uh, if you look at the if you look at divorce rates if you look at um, uh, you look at the the reason why women divorce men. If you look at the how women like divorce men at what seventy five eighty percent of the time they're the ones that are initiating. Mm-hmm. Now you can have a debate as to why they're doing that, but it's still that stat still stands. That's still what's going on. The, mm-hmm. the numbers don't change. Um, so I, I've been on record as saying that the way that we do marriage right now is an all downside risk for men today. Absolutely. And that's uh, I'm going to quote my good friend Aaron Clary here. Um, yeah, Cappy. Mm-hmm. Um, he he has a book out now called The Menu, and he in there he explains that we live in a post marriage society right now. We just don't we're we're still living in the twentieth century. We still have twentieth century ideals, but what, the reason why we talk about open on my end and closed on her end, or closed on our both our like I live in a relationship right now with my wife where mm-hmm. it's closed on my end and it's closed on her end. I'm heterosexual, and that's the way we do it. I'm hoping it's going to make a comeback at yeah, some point, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but then you look at like you look at the Tates, right? It's open on open. On on there and then mm-hmm. closed on all the girls that are their, you know, their soft harem, basically, yeah. right? And then I've also explained this, is that the, the most common way that we do it right now is open on that woman's end and closed on the guy's end. Mm-hmm. Because when a woman is in a relationship and she still has an Instagram or she's still putting her, you know, her ass on OnlyFans or mm-hmm. whatever, she's still advertising herself. Mm-hmm. She is still advertising availability, even though it's closed on his end. And Absolutely. if that guy were to go and hit on the waitress, he would be cheating. Mm-hmm. But if she goes and she's on, if she's on Instagram and she's making, she there's no pictures of him or it's a soft mm-hmm. launch kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, if there's... If there's if she's still advertising herself in the sexual marketplace, then it is open on her end and closed on the guy's end. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been talking about that and writing about that more recently. But the reason why we have this this overwhelming conversation about marriage right now is because we're talking about like poly, we're talking about throuples, we're talking about you know uh, th- all these different ways of these creative new ways where we think we can sort of have a relationship mm-hmm. um, where we have an open relationship we look at at, at destiny and and Molina for example mm-hmm. again no judgment on that but they're doing that because they're trying to figure out something some way of doing marriage 
where they both get to fuck other people, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you're going to go look at the open on his end and closed on her end, well, then that's the the Andrew Tate, Tristan Tate, whatever that model happens to be. Um, That's trying to figure out what we're going to do with marriage. My model for marriage is the old school, which is closed on my end and closed on her Mm -hmm. end, right? And so we're we're in the 21st century, and we're still trying to figure out how we're going to do marriage in the 21st century, but we still have these old order 20th century ideals for marriage. Mm-hmm. And in between all of that, you've got the divorce industry, you've got the marriage industry, you've got mm. attorneys that want to get their cut of everything, um, and you've got what's, what's called the divorce machine that goes along with it. It's not about losing half your stuff, because you also have to remember that when you get into those situations, mm-hmm. it's not just about a financial... Uh, hit that you're taking. It's also family. It's also emotion. It's also who gets the dog. Where's the kid going to go to school? Oh, mommy gets cu- custody of the kids, so daddy has to move from place to place, quit his job, and move somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't really consider. We, we, uh, too many. Too many stupid guys will say, "Oh, I don't want to lose half my stuff." That's mm-hmm. not. That's just the tip of the <laughs> fucking iceberg, yeah. man. Your kids there's so many. Yeah. There's so many other decisions and so mm-hmm. many other things that happen as fallout from that. Absolutely. And so you see more and more people not even talk, not even talking about or not even considering marriage. We we live in an age where uh, we live in the lowest uh, marriage rate in the United States, anyways, yeah. in recorded history. It's wow. five point one per one thousand right now. That's mm. a bigger question than well, you're better off or you should get married. Blah blah blah. Mm. I want to know why people aren't getting married. Why do they not want to do that? Because are is it because guys are like boycotting marriage or is it they just there's no incentive for them to do it in the first place or or if they say listen man i'm not getting married because i listen to rollo and you say fresh and fit like would you say i sincerely doubt (laughs) i sincerely like here's the thing is like most guys who come to me and they want to talk about marriage they don't ask me should i or should i not get married they they're already it's already in their head one way or the other. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, when I did that infamous tweet not too long ago, when people said, Oh, we'll talk about that get too. A, get a vasectomy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay, I'm being over the top with all of that. <laughs> yeah, of but when I'm saying, Don't get married, don't, um, don't, uh, don't be family oriented, get a vasectomy at 20, uh, be on your fitness. Um, you know, nobody talks about any of the other issues. They only, they only fixated on mm-hmm. the, on the vasectomy thing because that was their easy out of the manosphere. Um, but when I'm saying, you know, don't get married or if, if you want to, the quickest path to becoming a high value guy yeah. is to do these things. Yeah. Again, that's so what the, the, the point I was trying to make, yeah. maybe, maybe not as well as I could have, is that what are you willing to sacrifice Absolutely. to be a high value dude? Are you willing to sacrifice family? Are you willing to sacrifice marriage? Are you willing to sacrifice like what on that list are you willing to give up so that you can be a high value guy? Mm-hmm. Well, to be a high value guy means that I would have all those things. No, it doesn't actually. <laughs> to get to the point where you could actually make that choice it would mean you would have to have some sort of sacrifice to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And again, we're still trying to figure out how are we going to do marriage in the 21st century. Yeah. Here, so um before we circle back on, you know, on the consequences in, uh, of marriage, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we have to define hypergamy first, right? Mm-hmm. So, can you just define what hypergamy is for? You know, okay, hypergamy people? boils down to this: alpha fucks and beta bucks. That's really what it <laughs> yeah. boils down to. Um, but that's the it, it. Hypergamy, in my definition, yeah. okay. So, the classic definition is this: 
is it was the, the term was coined by a sociologist who was studying uh, the caste system in India, like mm-hmm. the, the the lower, like it was yeah, four yeah. or five, whatever the tier caste is. And it's, it's he was observing the tendency of women to want to marry from a lower class into a higher class, mm-hmm. and therefore he would call that hypergamy, right? yeah. marrying up. Mm-hmm. That's the classic definition for it. Now, since, I don't know, about 2002... Um, when with the rise of like the manosphere and everything, when we're looking at women's dualistic nature or uh, innate dualistic sexual preferences that influences their mating their mating strategies. Yeah. But now I have to clarify that for everyone. <laughs> but the the basis of that is based on hypergamy. So what that means is this: is that if you've got a if you've got a woman who's a six and a guy who's a six, a woman is always looking for the the, the guy who's a seven or an eight or nine or ten, right? yeah. whatever it is. Okay. Whether or not she can get that is immaterial. It's yeah. the idea that this is, in fact, now it's like, I deserve the seven. I deserve the Absolutely. eight. I deserve the nine. Well, if the guy is a six and she's a six, no woman wants to make a lateral move, mm-hmm. right? So that guy who he is a six, it's not that she won't get with him. He just has to bring more, he has to have value added. He has mm-hmm. to have something else to bring to the table. He's got to be funny. He's got to love his mom. He's got to be the same religion. He's got to want kids. He's like puppy dogs, likes rainbows, and wants to go to fucking Disneyland, right? He's got to have something that, that gives him a little bit of an advantage because she does she doesn't. She does. She thinks she deserves somebody that's better than that, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's this. It's this tiered. It's like a hierarchy, right? So if the woman is, and again, this is like what constitutes a six is really, you know, yeah, it's really up in a woman's head, of really. Course, but but so it's it's this this want like hypergamy never seeks its own level. It's mm-hmm. always se- seeking higher than its level. Mm-hmm. And uh, if the guy happens to be at the same, like like men don't have. Um, Men don't have an attraction floor. Women have an attraction floor. They don't want to get with a five if she's a six, mm-hmm. right? If she says, I'm better than that, he's out of my league, <laughs> yeah. right? That's, uh, that means he's a five and she thinks, she thinks yeah. she's a six. Again, this is all based on perception. It's mm-hmm. all relative. It's all subjective to the girl and her own self-perceptions, right? Mm-hmm. So you might have a girl who's like a hot piece of ass, but if she has low self-esteem, she might think that she's a six, right? Mm-hmm. So again, there's a lot of variance that goes, goes into all of this. Yeah. So that's, in a nutshell, that's kind of like hypergamy. It's like, it's not just marrying up it's what do i deserve that's better and there's two there's two factors that are involved in that mm-hmm. there's the long-term relationship factor which is yeah. uh which is the beta buck side of things again we just use these as sort of colloquialisms but mm-hmm. it's pro- protection provisioning and parental investment that's really what constitutes the beta buck side of things mm-hmm. and so you say well betas are simps betas this well it could be but there's the long-term security side of women's mating strategy mm-hmm. that they focus on for a guy that she's attracted to, the guy she wants to marry, the guy she wants to have babies with, the guy who's stable and loyal and has a good job and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's the hot guy in the foam cannon party on Cancun in in spring break that, you know, uh, she was drunk, he was cute, and one thing led to another, right? Yeah. That's the alpha fuck side of things. That's the short-term sexual side of sure. things. He's hot, I want to fuck this guy, basically. Yeah. The problem we're seeing right now is there's too many people who think that there's only one aspect to this, and it's always the beta buck side, because anything else is unflattering about women's nature. Yeah. So I, I always termed it in this, when I used to work in the in the the uh, the alcohol industry, I would have mm-hmm. girls who were my poor girls, and I would have these conversations with them, and one one girl was asking the other, said, "Would you ever sleep with the guy that you just met on that night?" Mm-hmm. And the girls kind of giggle and they go, "Well, I have, yes, I, of course I would, wow. but only if he wasn't boyfriend material." Oh wow! And I, I remember thinking, "Well, so you're gonna break rules for the alpha, mm-hmm. but you'll make rules for the beta, and that's where, that's a, a that's a maxim that in in my books, right? Yeah. Women will." 
break rules for the guy who's the who's a good opportunity, a good hot fuck, and he's ready. To, he met him at the club, and it's like it's now or never kind of thing. They will break rules for the alpha male, and they will make more rules for the beta. So the guy who has like the six mm-hmm. has to qualify to the other six by saying, "I've got a good job. I've got a hot car. I've got. I love my mom. I like dogs. I like you know whatever else is that value added." Mm-hmm. And she has to test that guy by saying, "You've got to jump through these hoops." To qualify for me, even though you're a six and I'm a six, yeah, and you've got you got to better do the right thing, Mister. You better have a job. You better have gone to school. You better have a good education. You better make what I make, and then half again. You got to be economically attractive as well. Mm-hmm. That's all on that security, long term security side. So you've got the hierarchy of wanting to get with a better than deserved, or you know, they doesn't seek its own level. Yeah. But you've also got alpha fucks and beta buck side of it. So there's the short term sexual, and then there's the long term security side. Nice. Women would very much love to have the guy who's the complete package. You'll mm-hmm. hear women say that. I want the the guy who is the total package. Mm-hmm. But that's those two guys rarely are in the same body no, so, or at right. the same time. Yeah. And we're getting to the point right now because of the global sexual marketplace and because of social media where women don't even believe Especially that Instagram. that's possible yeah. to find that guy who's who's the best of both. He's the total package. He's the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. And also has social has social proof, has pre-selected. Like other, he's the, uh, like people say, Rolo, what's a high-value man? Here's your high-value yeah. man. Yeah. Here's your high-value oh, okay, man. Yeah. He's, the guy, he's the guy that other men want to be and yeah. other women want to fuck. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a high-value man. Yeah. Anything else from there is all contextual so if you're a high value man in miami and brickle that's different from being a high value man in a fishing village on the coast of chile somewhere okay (laughs) but they the same principles apply so the social context changes but are you the guy that other men want to be other men look up to Mm -hmm. and other women want to fuck because if you're the guy that other men want or other men want to be and other women want to fuck then that's what makes a woman admire a man and respect that man a chad pretty much yeah more well you could say chad but like I mean, because you're not going to say the guy in the guy in the fishing village in the coast of Chile yeah. is not a Chad in Brickle. Yeah. So that's true. That. Yeah. Wait, here, here, a question, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, speaking about hypergamy, right? Mm-hmm. Now, as humans, right, like we evolve, right, for for you know for uh, serve survival, right? Survival like, and reproduction. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like like for example, man, right? Um there's like peck like um, there's like pecking wood like uh, <laughs> birds, right? Oh. Who like have like evolved, yeah. right? Like uh-huh. like where they will like peck out like the semen from well no sorry, okay. Look so, so look, right so look. Slow down. Yeah look right so look right so look right so look there or certain birds, right? Who like if they know that their that their mates, right? Like just had like sex with another guy, right? Cuckolds, cuckoos. Cuckoo. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right? actually where I forget the name of the bird, but that's the derivative of the word yeah. cuckold is actually from the bird. Yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's called what, like the sperm something theory, right? Where they would have like a higher orgasm, or or, or they would like pack out like the <laughs> right uh-huh. now. If men know that we are losing half of our shit due to hypergamous women who don't have as much as us, then why haven't we evolved yet to where we become hypergamous ourselves and date up? Well, what... Okay, so the the reason for that is because men and women have different mating strategies. We have different... We have... 
certainly different mating preferences, but yeah. also d different mating strategies. So the difference between, say, a mating preference is women would love to get with the hot guy in the foam cannon party, but they also want to get with the... It's a like cads versus dads. Yeah. Like the guy you want to marry versus the guy you want to fuck, right? Damn. And it'd be great if you could find the two of them in the same guy, but the, uh, the problem with that is, is that if that woman can't find that guy at the right time, yeah. it's better to have had sex and have reproduced with the guy who's the high value like genetics the genetic guy yeah, absolutely and then get all of the long-term uh security benefits from another guy yeah so what what evolves from that is what's called cuckoldry right mm -hmm. it's it's like we're gonna we're gonna uh, there's there's two this is in my book too okay so yeah. it's in 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 the animal kingdom in humans as yeah. well um, it's an adaptive reproductive strategy, let's yeah. just say, to get the best genetic material from one man and then also get the best uh, long-term security benefits from another man. Yeah. There's two ways to go about that. You can do it retroactively, you can do it proactively. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a single mommy who's uh, already had you know, three kids with two different dads, yeah. And she wants you to not be the stepdad, but the dad who stepped up. Like you, it's your it's your duty to be <laughs> That's a the good. Biggest game ever. We need yeah. you. To, uh, I need a man with benefits, <laughs> yeah. right? I gotta have have a guy who can help me support these children, right? Mm -hmm. um, there is especially on a social uh, social you know level. Um, that guy is is a noble man for helping you out. He's he's a good Christian guy for marrying a single mommy of, who has two baby daddies Absolutely. kind of thing, right? So that's the proactive way uh or let's just say the retroactive way of of cuckoldry you're basically taking care of the offspring of another guy mm -hmm. which is pretty much what you do in the other format which is in the proactive way meaning she's already married to the beta male already married to the guy who's the good dad mm -hmm. but she doesn't want to have his babies yeah so she cheats on him has has sex outside the marriage and mm -hmm. says the ch I'm pregnant, it's your kids, mm -hmm. right? That's the proactive way of cuckoldry versus the retroactive way, which is mm -hmm. the single mommy scenario, mm -hmm. right? So there's two different ways to go about doing that. So like, guy, and the people have hit me up and said, hey, well, what about guys who uh, adopt? Mm -hmm. Well, okay, at least you know and you had some sort of choice in mm -hmm. the adoption rather than having it forced upon you because you're marrying a single mother or because she's cheated on you and telling you the baby's your baby, of right? Yeah. So those are, that's the two that's the two kind of scenarios. But both of those scenarios are adaptive mating strategies or adaptive reproductive strategies. Mm -hmm. So again, it's one of the more unflattering uh, uh, truths about how women sort of facilitate their reproductive strategies. Yeah. And I'm not saying all women do it. I'm just saying any woman can do it. Absolutely. So... Um, and then you'll get people who say, well, it's so rare. It's only like 10% actually are, are being cuckolded. Yeah. And usually when they're talking about like, oh, the baby's actually not your baby kind of thing. Yeah. They're talking about the proactive version of, mm. of cuckoldry. They're not talking about the retroactive. Because the, retro, the retroactive way of doing it is acceptable. It's socially acceptable mm -hmm. to, in fact, you're, you're a, you're, <laughs> you're, a, a, you're a better dude. You're praised for it, yeah, right? Yeah. For marrying a single mom and, and lifting mm -hmm. her up and like forgive, absolving her of all of her responsibilities and actually yeah. being noble enough to take the, the, the take the parental investment responsibility of another man on yourself. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that is also an adaptive mating strategy for beta males. <laughs> I can't get laid any other way. I might as well try to lift this other girl out of poverty and take care of her babies that her baby daddies don't want to have anything to do with. You but maybe in doing so, she'll have my babies <laughs> yeah. as doing uh, for for doing that. We can't save these holes, man. 
Can't save these. <laughs> not, they're all for the streets. Not, oh, wait, yeah. you, here, right here. Right, so look, so like speaking about genetics, right? Mm-hmm. Now there's this new thing that's going to be like a thing in, I think like a decade or two, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where is, like you could actually like genetically engineer your 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 kid, right? Yeah. Where like you go there, you feel me, and say, hey, listen, man, <laughs> um, mom has blue eyes. Designer babies. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Mom has blue eyes. I have brown eyes. Please give them, you feel me, you know, right? Now, uh, I'm not even sure if, if they could alter height yet, right? Or, or probably not, right? I don't know. Yeah, right? Probably, they probably could. I mean, it's a genetic. I don't, I don't see why they couldn't. Yeah, right. So, yeah, right. So, how ethical and is that though, <laughs> to genetically engineer mm. kids? Oh, I got a, I got a better, I got a better dilemma for you. Oh, okay. Um, there's a really great, um, a really great documentary on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on, but it was right before the C nineteen pandemic. Yeah. Right? Um, but uh, it was called Unnatural Selection, and it's about exactly what you were oh, talking wow, okay. about, right? And they were genetically manipulating like mosquitoes because mosquitoes were like carrying malaria yeah. and dengue fever and stuff. And they're trying to figure out how they're going to like sort of like sterilize the, the, the mosquitoes. Yeah, and then it was they had like a rat problem in New Zealand or whatever. Like how can we like how can we, uh, you know, compensate? How can we make human suffering less because we're going to get rid of the vermin kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And so they went through and they just agonized over like, oh, is it ethical to, to kill off the rats in this mm-hmm. particular island, right? Or is it the, the mosquitoes and stuff? Yeah. And the reason why is because it boils down to one question. Should mm-hmm. we have designer babies? Cool. Should we have, like, what, what, what is, what's more desirable? Like, we can make, like, super soldiers right now mm-hmm. if we wanted to. We can make, like, yeah. guys who just have, like, who are mesomorphs, right? We can just yeah. get guys who are, like, naturally yoked. Mm-hmm. Like him right there, like that dude. Yeah. I mean, we can, <laughs> a guy right there. We can we can uh, design uh, we can design a human right now, and we made it like we tried to outlaw it, but then of course like the Chinese went and, and, course, and did it themselves, right? Um, but the, the 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 toothpaste is out of the out of the tube, right? Mm-hmm. It's a genie's out of the bottle, right? So what? <laughs> it's funny you should point this out because I actually talked yeah. about this in my fourth book in religion, where I was talking about the yeah. the. Um, the way, like our ideologies today, the things that we think about today are going to affect how we actually live in the future Absolutely. as a result of this. So what I pointed out, and not, not in this book, but in my re- in religion, in my fourth yeah. book, I pointed out this. I said, what if we can in some way determine a combination of genes mm-hmm. that would make a person homosexual? Oh. Should we alter that so that they would be heterosexual? Yeah, of is course, it, right? Is, there, is it? Is it is it yeah, ethical uh, uh, to do? Of course, right. Well, what about uh, what if we could say it's one thing to say that, right? But yeah. what if we say, okay, we have isolated the gene that causes Down syndrome. Should we eliminate that so there's no more Down syndrome kids anymore? Here, right here, 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 right. Because look, because homosexuality, right? That's a direct um, danger to to you know, right right. Is it a genetic flaw? But to us, is it a flaw? Yeah, right? <laughs> Look. <laughs> See, some people will say that how dare you? How There's dare why, you right? say uh, something like that? <laughs> with the right? Uh-huh. There's a- nothing a- wrong with me. I'm normal. No, 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 no. Nah, right? I'm gay as fuck, man. I'm normal. No, yeah, right. No, yeah. Wait, though, right? Because listen, because mm-hmm. for me, it's like any type of- This is June, man. This is Pride Month. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, 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 shit. Yo, it's Pride Month too. Oh, damn. <laughs> hey, listen. I disavow my, <laughs> I disavow uh, my own statements. But right, right, wait, wait, right. But though, listen, any type of trait, right, mm-hmm. that does nothing but hinder back society. Like for example, bro, 
if we were all gay, that we will be like dead in like ten years, right? Well, yeah, reprodu- yeah. reproductively speaking, yeah. yeah, right. I mean, that's it's a dead, it's a genetic dead end, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. The so, logi- like, taken to its logical extreme, yes, right, 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 right. So, it's almost impossible to figure, you know, like you know, like like to inquire or 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 to like think that that right there is natural or supposed to be if. Uh-huh. If that was a normal thing, we would be dead as right. Right. Okay. Well, what if I can? What if I can say? Um, uh, was I? So I'm white, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm melanin deprived. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Right. What if I can make a baby that is a nice, like mocha colored, and I'm white as fuck? Absolutely. Is that is that is that is that okay? But like, can we eliminate homosexuals because we have the ability to now? Ge- genetically engineer yeah, only heterosexual people. Listen. Uh listen. Or here's yeah. a, here's a better one. I wear glasses, right? For yeah. my eyes. Of course. Should, like okay, so that's one that's an invention yeah. that we have so I can fix my eyes, right? Well, is it unethical for me to have gene but they did this by the way in that documentary, yeah. right? Gene therapy so that my eyes actually have perfect 20/20 vision as a result of me correcting the genes that are are, are in my eyes so so macular dege- degeneration being a genetic thing like they can you know change sure, let's just say theoretically they yeah. can change it. I don't know if, I don't know if the technology is actually there yet but let's just say they can do that what's more ethical me changing my eyes on the cellular level yeah. or me putting glasses on definitely changing like your eyes right why because not being able to see mm-hmm. That's a defect that holds back society, right? Mm-hmm. So if we can change these defects and, and create like this new super society, mm-hmm. then so why all, not? So we're all so we're all super so we're like yeah. we're all super people, right? Yeah. Listen, and then when everyone's super, no one. Listen though, no, right? <laughs> Look though. <laughs> listen though, no, like I, I'm not against a again, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm from like a third, you know, a third world country, right? So like North I have Dakota? more right, <laughs> right. So like I, I have more like uh-huh. extreme values, right? Mm-hmm. Now look, if we say this, right? Um, if we could currently like predict, yo, like you know, like that person is gonna have low ambition, and mm-hmm. they'll be more susceptible to crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Should we not? Should we not do that? It's not crime. kill them all, it's, like yeah, at the it's, scene. It's a clock. It's a clockwork orange. Is what uh, it is. It's a clockwork. There's a movie, Clockwork Orange. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. yeah. So should we? What's your answer we, to that? Or no, it's Gattaca. Like, yeah. should we genetically? Yeah, Gattaca. Should we genetically engineer people so that they won't commit crime? Yeah. Should we? Can we, in some way, genetically remove freedom of choice from those people? Too, yeah. Right. Right. Um, but long story. I mean, we could we could go on well, and on about listen, these, though, these right? dilemmas. But yeah. like, but the thing is, is like like when I asked you about uh, like should we eliminate Down syndrome? Yeah. A lot of people say, well, yeah, man. Fuck, why why wouldn't you? you know, poor kids, get, you have a le- yeah. you have a, a shorter lifespan. Mm-hmm. You go through life. It's it, it's it's tough, right? Yeah, sure. So would it be better to alter that so that we would never have another Down syndrome kid? Some people who have Down syndrome children said mm-hmm. they wouldn't trade the experience for the world, right? Well, so because it's yeah. just part of their lives and and they love their kids as much as as any. Like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, what I like them up, bro. Right, like, like right, wait, 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 Paul. So mm-hmm. they would choose having a Down syndrome kid opposed to not a Down syndrome kid? Well, once they've gone through the experience of raising that Down syndrome yeah. kid, like the challenges, I'm not saying that they're not there, but yeah. like when, when I've presented that question to, yeah. to other people, they'll go, they'll say, well, 
that's kind of an ethical dilemma because people who have Down syndrome kids, it's not they, they don't want to say that they don't love their kids, right? They have a caretaker kink. Yeah, well, maybe, <laughs> right? Maybe, so, maybe, <laughs> right? So. It has to be, right? Because why would you choose long, like purgamy? Long, 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 yeah. story, long story short, though, yeah, is that going into the future, like, yeah. we have to we have to just see what we just had this conversation yeah. we just had right now. It's an ideological eth like what 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 is ethical and what is not ethical to be uh, to be changing about a human being. Like, are we ch are we cheating if we if we can change our eye color? Are we cheating if we can change our skin color? Yeah. We, like, I can go to the tanning salon and get a nice you know mahogany you know tan, right? Am Shit, I cheating by white. doing hey, that? Me. Um, yeah, bleaching. Bro, right? I don't white privilege. Huh? Am I? Am I? Am I, see, I see, see, why, why? Why do we think that we're cheating, right? Yeah. Or or if a guy is like, I'm on TRT, right? So if if am I cheating because I'm on TRT? Because yeah. a normal guy my age would not have the same you know testosterone levels yeah, so is it unethical for me to take trt right mm -mm. it just depends on what your outlook is but what i'm saying is that going into the future mm -hmm. we're going to have conveniences maybe we'll even be able to have birthing pods right or we'll have, we won't need men or women to reproduce we'll just like say you want a baby okay we'll just go whip it up in a petri dish and then there you know you have a child and it's it looks exactly the way you want it to look and it behaves the way that you want it to behave and it loves you because you have manipulated genetics and by the way people don't understand this like personality traits are genetic as well. Oh, really? There's a genetic element to that. There's a, a great, I forget, I think it was Steve Stewart Williams is the evolutionary psychologist that I learned this from, but it's the, the four laws of behavioral genetics, uh, genetic, um, genetics, behavior, oh, genetic behaviorism is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it, go, it basically co goes down and, and, and shows you like the statistics, you know, the, the, the science that goes into this, where it's, it's not just one gene that makes you like an extrovert or something like that. It might mm -hmm. be a combination of a, lack of a yeah. lot of little genes. If you can find a way to sort of manipulate those things and turn you into a more outgoing person, should we do that? Yeah, of course. Is, it, is, yeah. It, is that something we ought to do? Or do we, do we still need well, introverts no. in our society to, yeah. to innovate and to create, like Steve Jobs or somebody, to create new yeah, computers? Not, uh, fast, do we still yeah. want those people? What percentage in the population do we want? We have to answer those questions with the ideology that we have now mm -hmm. for people who are going to exist in the future Absolutely. right now. And so the, the like the super soldier or the guy that we, yeah. we said, you know what, we wanted you to have blue eyes. And he's like, fuck, everyone has blue eyes. I wish I had brown eyes. Yeah. But we made the decision back in 2023 that everybody should have blue eyes. Of right? course, yeah. It's like, it's uh, eugenics is what it is. Now, now here, right, so walking through this, right, so now there are certain like character traits, right? Mm -hmm. And some people are just born wired to fit into society, right? Now, um, depends on the society. But yeah, no. right. Now, um, like society, society is downstream from biology. So, yeah, of course. Like the people who are like what it's like chicken or the egg, right? What what creates did, did society create that person or that person? Those people, mm. since we have a prevalence of this type of person, is that reflected in the culture that we're yeah. talking about. Or 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 right, like what comes first, morals or ethics? Well, I, I think they're kind of like one morality I, I tend to look at more as from a sort of religious perspective, whereas ethics yeah, is just sort of like it's the right thing to do. Yeah, of course. Like ethics could be like your business ethics. It has nothing to do with religion. It's just like this is how we do business. And if you don't do this, yeah. then people are gonna say you're gonna get fucked if you go and work with this guy because he has no he has no business yeah. uh, integrity or no uh, no ethics. That doesn't have anything to do with his religion. You could make it about that if yeah. you wanted to, but you don't have to. Yeah. Morality, on the other hand, is like God wants you to do this or this yeah, is course. the right thing to do because you know we have this holy book that told us to do this thing. So I look at kind of like a separation between ethics and morality. Ethics is more like secular, whereas morality I look is more like religious. Yeah, yeah, right. So somebody said said like like um the like there's like a Lickman test of 
how you know that this kid mm-hmm. is gonna grow up and fit into and fit into society, right? They said, mm-hmm. go to a five year old, right, mm-hmm. and ask them why is murder wrong, mm-hmm. and if they can't mm-hmm. give you an articulate answer as to why murder is wrong, just you know, <laughs> yeah, or like the, like, they, like the, the kid, that, the, the kid that kicks the dogs, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like yeah, kills yeah. birds and shit, yeah, you, you know, kick them out. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Will we ever get to that point where, like, we now like start like predicting who like the renegades are going to be and just kick them out? <laughs> what was that? What was that movie? Um, uh, with with uh, with Tom Cruise in it with uh. Where, where they're like trying to predict the crime before oh, it happens. Minority, minority Report. Yeah, yeah where they like they can they can like potentially like just through al- an algorithm predict yeah. a crime kind of thing. Yeah. If you think about the crime, you're going. Yeah, <laughs> oh, if you think, oh, about, no, it, listen. You think about it. You're going to jail. <laughs> oh, no, yes. I'm not for that. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. Listen, because we listen because I'm sure that we like we you know you know like we like brainstorm and think about a bunch of bad <laughs> bad things. Right. Yeah. I, I have right. Should, Best we, should, should we genetically manipulate? Human beings, so that they are productive members of society. Yeah, definitely, man. Now, here, right? Listen to like, and I like. We'll take it further, though, right? In let's say in fifty years, right? Mm-hmm. If let's say this, right, right, you know, like they build, let's say, you know, they can, they can like preset intelligence, mm-hmm. height, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and build, right, mm-hmm. and then you come out with. All the physical gifts of a 400 IQ can live like a bull, right? Uh-huh. And you choose to be a fat piece of shit like myself. Uh-huh. You choose to be lazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have to get you out of here through like through yeah, death. Like I think a lot of people don't, like they don't understand. Like it's the the idea of like nature versus nurture. Yeah. Um, that people don't know this, but that debate has been settled quite quite, oh, some, oh, quite, really? some, quite some time ago. But um, it's Who not won that. It? Well, it's not that. It's it's okay. not well the, because of the four laws of genetic behaviorism. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we we can find we can actually key those particular traits that you're talking mm-hmm. about to genetics and to because we've plotted the human genome. It's mm-hmm. not that we n- understand the entire structure of the brain right now, yeah. but we've got a pretty good idea of how to like genetically manipulate people so that they can have. You know, a certain personality mm. traits, or they're more prone to anger. They're more prone to crying. They're more prone to like. If you look at the, if you look at the the neurological, um, like it was fMRI scans of of men and women's brains, you can see that the synopsis for women is much different than it is for men. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't really understand that uh, men and women are different down to the cellular level, mm-hmm. and uh, we're much more different than we are alike. We're still the part of the same species. Don't get me wrong, but like we're still like our brains are wired differently. And what that means is like we have different propensities and different proclivities, I should say, for how we're going to respond to something, say emotionally, how we're going to how we're going to respond to something like fight or flight. Uh, how are we going to respond to things or what what we're going to do as a man is going to be a different behavior. That's a sort of an innate proclivity that a woman would have that a man would not have mm-hmm. because we still believe in what's called a blank slate. We'll still think that, oh, we're all equal. We all do the same thing. It's just like, you know, we're just used to have a dick and I have yeah. a pussy. You know, that's not how, <laughs> no, no, not, that, not at all. Yeah. So. Uh, and we're, I think that's going to be a really tough hurdle for a lot of people to get over. But when we're talking about like uh, personality traits, mm. um, just ev- even in the, the, the gender to sexual differences between men's brains and women's brains and their biology and our biology, their hormone, their endocrinology and ours, mm-hmm. um, you can look at that and you can see that the different, uh, different character traits, like say the big five character traits, you know, like uh, what, agreeableness, um, I forget the other, the other five, but the, 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 like the, the personality traits, right? Yeah. Um, 
you can tr- you can map those onto genetic genetic algorithms, yeah. right? So can we change those? So mm. you've got somebody, who, and is it right? Should we do this? Should we say, well, men are more prone to anger. Men are more pr- because the, our emotional response is usually not, oh, I'm gonna cry. It's usually like, I'm gonna go fuck this guy yeah. up, right? Because that's what served yeah, our served us as yeah. a species back in the day. Like when you get hungry, have you ever been hangry? Yeah, like, you're oh, so man. fucking hungry, you get pissed off at your friend. Man. There's a reason for that because yeah, it used to be like you had to get pissed off so you could run down a caribou or whatever the fuck it's it right. was so that you could go eat. You had to get pissed off enough to go fucking. I'm gonna go get that that goddamn yeah, caribou, yeah. right? And so, and that was a benefit. So it was a, an adaptation that, so yeah. your hunger creating sort of that frustration with you so that you'll go out and motivate you to go out and go sure. and kill some food, right? Yeah, of course. We should what leave if, though, like, so, like those alone. So, so should we, should we no, remove we should that from human beings? Should we no, remove we should that? Leave it alone, right? Should we remove that from men? Should we remove the propensity for men to like resort to anger mm. because that's pro-social? Yeah, that would be you would fit better into society if you just did just, you know sit down shut up and did what you're told mm. right you'd be more agreeable you'd be more yeah. accommodating should we design human beings to to be the perfect slave to be the perfect can we like, member of society wait can we like design uh, okay so can you be agreeable and still have like you know like Super, like for example, right? Because here's where beta with a side of alpha, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Or right, right. Or right. Look though, right. So look. So like, here's where I th- think that we should like cap off, right? Mm-hmm. Is families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Certain humans just have a certain level of ambition that's unhealthy, right? Like, right? Like, for example, right? Um, it depends on what the the context of yeah. you thinking what is healthy and what is not. Look, healthy. yeah, right. Look, right. Look, right. Hey, look. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger would say yeah. that, like, what was it? He was saying something like, uh, "What you call uh, an obsession, yeah. I call a passion." Right? Yeah. So. He's like he's yoked and and probably everybody's wedding. He's all yoked to to the gills, right? But when people say, "Well, what was he famously said?" People said, "We wouldn't want to look like you." He was like, "Don't worry, you never will." (laughs) It's because of what you're talking about, right? It's because of this. So is is Arnold Schwarzenegger? Does he have an unhealthy level of ambition? Even though he's like Mister O, God knows how many times he was the governor of California, and he's like an actor. Is he normal? No, listen, right? I'm talking about like, for example, right? Like a thousand years ago, like we had conquerors, right? Like. Attila the Hun, Genghis Khan, mm-hmm. right? Um, Very prolific, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Now, a thousand years later, like we have Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, right? Mm-hmm. We're like th- th- those guys are like the new conquerors, right? But I, I, I don't think though, like you can have that appetite for power mm-hmm. without having some evil to you. So we're t- okay. So you're gonna make so whenever you use the term evil or good, yeah. you're making a judgment call at that point. Oh, yeah, of course. So, yeah. So um, whatever whatever their ambition is, for example. So if if we if you look at a guy who let's just say like Steve Jobs, for example, yeah. is he evil or is he good? Right? Yeah. You could say, well, he he was definitely um, 
I don't say he was on the spectrum, but he was certainly um, a pathological personality. Yeah. Like uh, people, if you've ever read his uh, biography, mm-hmm. people would say he has a reality distortion bubble around him. Mm-hmm. Like he knows what he wants, he doesn't know how it gets done, but he's such a, a dynamic, charismatic person. He, is, he has a, definitely has a pathological personality, mm-hmm. but his pathological personality was used for creative ends to like to to make an iMac, to make an iPhone, to make, to to do yeah. something. Now we set we call that human good or human advancement. He's doing it because it's just what he does, right? Mm-hmm. So you can have that sort of unhealthy or a healthy version of that patho- pathological personality. Yeah. We could say, this guy's a sociopath. He's a psychopathic killer, right? Yeah. Well, he's using his sociopathy and his pathology for destructive ends. Mm-hmm. Could he be using that for creative ends? And this kind of goes back to what I talk about in my, my fourth book once again is like, uh, I that's my personal opinion that the the thing that defines the human condition right now is discontent. Mm-hmm. It's not contentment. You will never find contentment in this life. Mm-hmm. You will only have you only be dealing with varying levels of discontent. Mm-hmm. Now that's a good thing. That is a feature and not a bug of yeah. human nature. Okay, because that discontent can be dealt with destructively or creatively. Yeah. So if you've got a guy who's like obsessed about something, or he's he's you know, talk about good or evil. The good or the evil comes from did you did you deal with your discontent creatively or destructively? Yeah. So did you actually try to go and eliminate somebody by killing them or putting a hit out on them or whatever? That discontent is being used antisocially and is being used to actually cause human harm, yeah, right? Absolutely. So you could say that that you judgment call, you could say that, that that's evil, right? Mm-hmm. That is using your discontent for destructive ends. You can also use that discontent to say, you know what? I hate where I'm at right now. I don't like who I am, and I want to be the best goddamn artist in the world. I want to be the. I want to climb that mountain, and you know what? When I get to the top of that mountain, I'm going to look for the next damn one that's higher than that, mm-hmm. right? Because I'll be satisfied with that once I get there. But there's always Mount Fuji or now Everest or whatever. I want to go to the next highest level. Um, so you can use that discontent in a creative fashion, or you can use it in a destructive fashion. But you will always be discontent. And that's, I think, too many people are sold on this idea that we can be happy in the long term. Mm-hmm. That's why we have SSR, antidepressants. That's mm. why we're always trying to find this permanent fix to always be happy, to always have this contentment that is never going to exist for us because we're not built to be content in the first place. Yeah. So when people say, well, you know, women aren't happy as they used to be in the, <laughs> in the past, of course they're not. Of course they're on record levels of, of SSRIs and yeah. antidepressants because we still believe that happiness is a destination rather than happiness is in the doing, is in going from one point to point A to point B. Yeah. And we're doing it creatively rather than destructively. In fact, man, l- listen, man, listen, that was good, right? Now, listen, all right, let's talk talk about this, right? So during the Ethan and Pro debate, uh, <laughs> here we go. All right. Yeah, right? If you feel me, right? Shift, hey. shift gears. Yeah, right? Uh, Pearl quoted like, one of like your studies. Where, yes, it, it, well, no, sorry, uh, like you was talking about it, right? And she say, said that, yo, you know, that that violent felons mm-hmm. have more kids than non-violent yeah, felons, right? That, that was my study, actually. That's Rolf Dengen who, yeah. who brought that up, but yeah. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And Ethan asked her to quote her source, and she said, Rolo. Yeah. <laughs> right, which I'm, and of course I'm quoting Steve Stewart Williams. Yeah, I'm right. quoting Rob Henderson. Yeah. I'm quoting God Sod. I'm quoting Ralph Dengen. I'm quoting Dr. David Buss. Right. I'm quoting those people. But like, what was Rollo? He, he was the one who told me this. Yeah. Right. 
Go here, no. clean up my mess. I shit the bed. Come on, clean it up. Yes. Yeah. No. Right. 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 And, and then Destiny uh, um, accused you of texting Pearl talking points. <laughs> I don't say jack shit to Pearl anymore. <laughs> no, no, especially after that bullshit she pulled with uh, Nick Fuentes, man. No, no, no. Oh, I, okay. I, speak on that. I do, I do yeah. not. I do not talk to Pearl anymore. I, I, I've, co- I've completely cut her off. Um, she is why? Because she's a shit person, man. She's just a bad. She's a bad actor, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, the whole thing that went down with. Uh, with Nick, Nick Fuentes on the first on the first pass, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't care. Like people go, oh, what do you got against Nick Fuentes? I don't have anything against yeah. Nick Fuentes. What I have is a, against Pearl because it's like she's talking to Nick Fuentes like she doesn't know who the fuck he is. I'm like, <laughs> he was just on yeah. Tim Pool. It was the most watched you know live stream that Tim Pool has ever had. He yeah. had Kanye West, Nick Fuentes, yeah. and Milo Yiannopoulos yeah. are on, and probably Sneeko in the back somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all of them on there, and they walked off the show because. Because Ye started talking about you know the the Australian or the Austrian painter and the yeah. Germans of 1938, right? Yeah. And so he walks off. It's like the most watched like show that Tim Pool has ever done, and you don't know who Nick Fuentes. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here! Oh, oh no! Well, well, <laughs> yeah. well, right. And then like a month prior, <coughs> right? So look, Adam asked her, "Would you date like you know Nick <laughs> Fuentes?" And she uh, said, "Yeah." Yeah, see, she knows she knows damn well who he is, but like, uh, my problem wasn't yeah. the f- wasn't had nothing to do. And everybody thinks now I have a problem with Nick Fuentes, but um, it wasn't that. It was mm-hmm. the fact that she was trying to say, "Well, I didn't know who he was." Like that's how she operates. Yeah. I didn't know. No, you did fucking know, and <laughs> you got caught cool. with your fucking pants down. Yeah. That's why. So I was trying to be cool with her. I had people saying, "Hey, man, maybe you, like I was, it was actually for Mike Sartain because Mike mm-hmm. Sartain wanted to do some interviews with her and stuff." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, that's cool. I'll reach out to her, talk to her." I started like mending fences with her, and and I'm trying to do that recently. Like I was, ta- I've been talking to Mike Rashid recently, and I, I like Mike quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'm kind of like trying to put out olive branches and say, "Hey, like maybe we got off to a bad mm-hmm. start," kind of thing. I, I was actually trying to help her during the whole time when she was getting accused of being a racist, oh. uh, and like you had a was it MTR. Um, uh, mediocre tutorial reviews yeah. guy was coming uh-huh. at her really hard yeah. and like all, of, all these people were giving a whole a real hard time and i was trying to say hey look you're gonna you're gonna have to weather this mm-hmm. you know so i'm trying to be cool with her mm-hmm. and so we had something going i was talking to her somewhat regularly for about six weeks and then then the tweet came out that i that i put out which was the vasectomy mm-hmm. tweet right and then she was like oh do you want to talk about it we'll have you on the show i want to interview you i'm like all right, you know, I'm like thinking, okay, now maybe it's okay. I'll I'll go do it. Mm-hmm. And I even I even like ha- I even uh, was saying like, hey, look, I'm cool with her on my own podcast and, mm-hmm. and and everything. And I get on there and like for the first 20 minutes, she's asking me about it. I'm trying to explain, you know, what I was, what my thought process was. Virtually in or in person? No, I was no, it was uh, it was on like Streamyard. It was like oh, a pa- okay. oh Zoom. No, it was a Zoom call. Zoom, Zoom. Okay. It was a Zoom call. And so I'm on there and I'm talking to her and she seemed like she was like, you know, all about it. And then she's like, well, like five minutes before we were supposed to go, she goes, I'm going to take some phone calls, you know, during the thing. I'm like, all right, fine. Sure, sure. It wasn't phone calls. It was uh, Isabella Moody. It was Nick Fuentes. It was what's uh, what's, Bryson. And then there was some, another what? dude that oh, was on Oh, there. she ambushed you. And, and Glenn actually came. I, I invited I invited Glenn. Oh, she ambushed too. you then. Yeah, basically ambushed me. <laughs> and Nick Fuentes is on there. And I'm like, Really? And, and again, they, they're all just waiting in the wings and she brings them in, you know, mm-hmm. like at a certain time. And I'm like, so that's that's where this is at. And I'm just like, fuck this. And I, I just I, I 
I bailed out. I didn't have anything to do with her anymore after that. I'm just oh, like this. She tried to go viral. Well, yeah, because she wanted to. <laughs> well, she yeah. wanted to jump on the fact that the the tweet that I had was getting re. Uh, I got I got a response from Matt Walsh. I got mm-hmm. a response from Ben Shapiro. I got a uh, Lauren Chen. Mm-hmm. Trying to think who else was responding to it. So I was getting, yeah, yeah, Ruslan. I was, I had like that. That tweet went to like seven point one million uh, yeah. views on that. And so of course she wanted to jump on that. I was happy to give it to her at the time, but now I realize that she just wanted to bring Nick. Even after we had all this conversation about Nick yeah. Fuentes, I'm like, okay, that's fucked up. Yeah, that is fucked up. And so of, yeah, course, of course, what I t- and I, I said this. I said, look, I start talking about. I start talking about like, you know, the the. The elves, yes. I started talking about the the Germans of 1938. Any, anything, anything that I anything that I knew that that YouTube was going to have a problem with. Trust if you're going to. I've made this. I've made this statement for you. If you're going to ambush me on your you're gonna ambush, you're gonna ambush me on your show. I'm going to talk about every. I'm going to bring up every word you're not supposed to say That's on YouTube so good. on That's your so on good. your show. And That's I so and I good. would suggest anybody who else gets ambushed bring up Transformers. Bring up uh, you know bring up every. Everything that will get you a strike, a hard strike, just bring it up. Just start talking out of your ass. That's what makes it, bro. That's your only, your only line of defense. Yeah, and she removed it as a result. I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, that's that's what a shit. You want to talk about grifters? Yeah. You want to talk about people who don't? Oh, oh yeah, she's a grifter for sure. Yeah, you want to talk about people who who are, are disingenuous, dishonest brokers? That's that to me. That's bro. it right there. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm out. So yeah. so to say that to accuse oh, me man. of like texting her during Ethan Klein, I'm like, yeah, dude. You you clearly have not been paying attention for the last like month and a yeah. half here, man. It, it, wait, listen, all right, because okay, so one, bro, like a, a, a Rolo and Nick Fuentes like debate is worth much more than just the Zoom. T- you feel yeah, me? Like yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. like y'all two coming together to like like has to be like an actual like. Nick, event for the culture. Nick Fuentes yeah. is is auditioning for the role of Richard Spencer for the next upcoming election cycle. That's what that's, oh. that's what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, that, you got to remember, like, yeah, during during uh, the twenty sixteen campaign, mm-hmm. during the last one, well, during the twenty twenty one, there's always a cast of characters. Like, they're always the same characters are there, but the actors change, yeah. right? So, like, I remember when Mike Cernovich was a big deal back in twenty sixteen. Like, he's where is he now? He's not really doing much of anything, mm-hmm. but that. That sort of uh, on the that 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 guy who is the uh, the on the street you know on the on the on the ground kind of you know uh, citizen reporter that's a role that somebody's going to fill at some point. The Richard Spencer role mm-hmm. is Richard Spencer's gone right, but yeah. they but now you've got Nick Fuentes who wants to be that wants to be in that role as well. So and by the way, if you go and you back and you look at like who was popular on social media during the election cycle of the 2016. And then 2020, mm-hmm. you'll see cast of characters, and people you'll see those same characters. They'll be played by different people, yeah. but they'll all be those characters will still be there because mm-hmm. that's what informs the narrative that gets you from, you know, uh, January of next year to what the second Tuesday in November, yeah. the, the first Tuesday in November sure. of the same year. Man, hey, right. So, like, why do you feel like so those cast of characters they almost certainly. Like for example, like Milo says, he's no longer gay. He's now, you know, a, a tra- you know, like a tragedy. Maybe, maybe he had genetic manipulation, <laughs> <laughs> right? I love, I love Milo too, but it's like, yeah. yo, listen, yeah. Milo in 2016, 2017 was golden. Like, I'm talking, listen. Oh yeah, he was, he was doing interviews with, or he was doing shows with like Ann Coulter. And shit. Yo, he was the most skill pundit, right? Like he would like just, like just, you know, like just, like just like destroy people. 
Now it's the coke probably. He's just you know like he's you know like he's just crazy now, right? Mm. Now uh, Richard Spencer has came out and said you know um, he's sorry. He apologizes. He wished he'd never done it. So one, why do you think they always like pivot now to a, a, a less tone it down? Yeah, yeah right. Turn it down to not. Yeah, right. Yeah. And two, are those people redeemable after they tone it down and say they? Apologize. I, 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 it depends on what you would consider redeemed. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually quote my friend uh, Mike Sartain. Nobody, yeah. ca- nobody cares. <laughs> no one cares. You know, it's funny is like he always brings us. I'm, I'm gonna butcher this. Sorry, yeah. Mike. But yeah. like, if you go to Las Vegas and you go to this club called Jing right now, you mm-hmm. will see OJ Simpson in that in that club. Wow. You know, who he's hanging out with twenty year old blondes who look just like Nicole Brown Simpson. Oh wow. You know what? No one cares. Yeah. The fact that they go and take pictures on our Instagram, mm-hmm. hey, look, it's OJ, it's yeah. the juice. You know, they're wow. having a good time. It's like, you realize you look a lot like <laughs> a chick that's dead, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but they don't know because they're young and they, they're, yeah, they, don't know. Young, they, don't know, they don't know the history or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you got like, you know, Donald Trump grabbed by the pussy, right? He, he, ba- he banged Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. He's still the president. Nobody cares. Course, no yeah. one fucking cares. That's, that's a, I give it enough time. In fact, I even told Pearl this. I said, just let the let the whole racism thing. Just give it give it two weeks, man. It, hell, it's, it probably doesn't even. I was surprised that my tweet actually had like a shelf life of two weeks. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, no, it's, that's the problem right now. People keep saying like. The internet never forgets. Yeah, they don't, but mm-hmm. people have very short attention spans online. Absolutely. So once they once that that crisis has been gone, like the mm-hmm. the the sub that ex- imploded down by the Titanic, you know mm-hmm. what? By by October, by what? Friday, what? <laughs> yeah, by Friday, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. yeah, nobody Friday, fucking cares yeah. because it's bit. It'll be replaced by the next new thing, right? Yeah, and so. Um, so when you say, well, are they redeemable? Yeah, yeah. they are. Because nobody cares. <laughs> nobody even gives two shits. They don't care if you're a poli- That's one of the things, like, when people say, like, uh, mm-hmm. what was it? Well, you were wanting to talk about yeah. Steven Crowder and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, we forgot about don't about apo- shit, You know when they say don't apologize, especially yeah. to the woke mob, never apologize? Yeah. Well, there's two reasons for not doing that. One is it only makes matters worse if you do. Absolutely. And then second of all, nobody cares. Yeah. They don't care that you apologize. Yeah, we forgot about Steven Crowder, right? Yeah. He was like... Uh, Again, bro, like, again, man, like, I would never judge anybody's marriage mm-hmm. on a 45-second clip video. Yeah. To me, like, that's just retarded. <laughs> like, as fuck, right? Yeah. Like, trying to say, like, this man is an abuser based on that clip is stupid, right? Mm-hmm. But he was, like, the worst person ever, and it was... You know, like yo, yo, like oh, like he made him look like the devil. Yeah, yeah. now, did. like... He, looks, he looked, definitely looked like he was imbalanced. Yeah. In that. In that a, a month later... You know, well, like nobody gives a fuck. I, you got to remember. Okay, so the whole thing about Crowder is that that video was shot mm-hmm. like two years ago. Real, wow! So it's been it's been saved mm-hmm. and it's been on a hard drive somewhere oh, for two years. Like, let that Somebody sink in. Was plotting. Just let's let that sink yeah. in. People say, well, it looked like it was edited, and mm-hmm. it, it could have been. Now people yeah. are saying, and I have a blink system at my own house, mm-hmm. so I know how the how the it, it will stop if there's no motion, there's no oh, no, really? no okay, sound okay. or whatever. I get that, but. Even if that's the case, even if it wasn't edited, yeah. they still had it on a hard drive for, <laughs> for two, two fucking yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's insane, so, man. So somebody was used to saving that up, man. That was just like, okay, I got my ace in the hole. It's this yeah. video right here. It makes him look like- Is like, it the wife um, that did it, though? 
I don't know, but I will tell you that the wife and Candace Owens were besties mm. for a long time. So when when Candace started coming out talking mm. about like you know, oh, we prayed for 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 uh, for Stephen Crowder, and then Stephen said something about he was being blackmailed or something by Candace yeah. Owens, and she's like, oh, I how dare never. you? I'm not going anything yeah. like that. And then of course she's the first person who breaks the video story, yeah. right? Oh, so you were blackmailed? Yeah, like, no, okay, right? nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. Yo, listen, yeah. listen to like, I feel like. Like Candace is so hot that like all her like you feel right like that all her her like transgressions kind of get like looked blended over. together yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right you feel me right like we don't care no more man I, wait though right so look so okay so now like um that tweet right mm-hmm. now people are saying again like God bless Nico Hart man right mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's young he means something well no like I'm 25 so he's about like my age as well right but people feel like Sneeko used. You and your tweet as a means now to pivot to something else. Because, like, for yeah. example, yeah. yeah, right. So, yeah. how do you but, feel but he's, about he's not, that? Okay, so he's not the only one. Okay? Yeah, a lot of people did that. Okay, so you could argue that yeah. the Tates did the same thing. Mm-hmm. You could argue that uh, you could say, well, oh, is this what those those red pills are guys are really about? Like, yeah. even like Dan or uh, Ben Shapiro yeah. said something very similar. Oh, so this is what these guys are really all about, yeah. right? This is their, their <laughs> life lessons. This, remember what I said? Like, yeah. everything on Twitter is like self-help. Yeah. Like, so if you, especially if you produce a list, everybody mm-hmm. thinks, you're telling me this is my how-to list to live a better life? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. You know, like, they lose their shit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Especially the part about the vasectomy part of it. Everybody fixates on that. So now I'm a vasectomologist for mm-hmm. some reason. In fact, I'm introducing <laughs> yeah. myself as the premier yeah. vasectomologist <laughs> of the red pill now. Um, why not lean into it? You know, nobody yeah. cares. Um, but uh, yeah, in a way, because it gave it gave people the easy out. And I'm actually, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, it, I, I didn't do this on purpose, but now I kind of understand why people jumped on it. Yeah. Because... It gives people a reason to say, well, this is why I was red pill until that tweet came out. Yeah. Now I don't want anything to do <laughs> yeah. with it. Now, like that's all that's all it took, right? Yeah. They just wanted they just wanted a reason to exit. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that happened like with um with uh, to a lesser degree in August of 2021 yeah. when Abba and Preach came at Myron and Fresh. Mm. All the people who were on board yeah. with Myron and Fresh and they were they wanted to be part of the show, the people who got cold feet, they were like, we never, fuck those guys. Is that what they're really about? Yeah. Oh, is he, is, he fly, <laughs> is, he, is he Epsteining these girls? Yeah. Or is he uh, Weinsteining these girls? Yeah. Right? And, and so now they wanted, they wanted to get out mm. and now they had a reason to get out. Absolutely. And so, really, the tweet, it, I mean, again, nobody even remembers it, probably. No, By the no, time no. this airs, no, no one, one will remember yeah. it. But um, but the fact is, is that, yeah, it, it was an easy way out. And, like, he shows up with the, and I like Sneeko, too. Don't get me wrong. I like him a whole lot better than Dustin. And he'll be here, actually, in, like, an hour, I think. I, I like yeah. Sneeko a lot, okay? Yeah. And I think he has potential. But, like, when um, when it's, when he plays to sort of the, Islam, to the Islamic uh, mm. audience, and then goes and does his shows with with Myron and and Zerka and everybody mm-hmm. else, and it's like, hey man, it's bitches and hoes and stuff like yeah. that. And then when it's convenient, we move on to the Quran. Well, we're going to show up in whatever the outfit is, yeah. you know, at the at the the, the mosque. Um, it's I, and I, quite honestly, if I was if I was Muslim, because yeah. I wrote I, mean, I wrote the the religion book, and I took yeah. took me three years to do that, yeah. and I got a lot of a lot of friends in them. I have a Quran that was like hand given to me, like oh, an wow. old Quran, right? That was given to me. It was a yeah. personal gift, um, because I I had to have that to do my research for that book. It was mm-hmm. the most research book I ever did, and so when I see shit like that, mm-hmm. I'm like. 
I'd be kind of offended. Well, I would facts. be. I would be really. I, and I Muslims mean, are the Muslims are. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be, especially with Islam. Like Christianity is one thing, and I would mm-hmm. probably be offended the same way. But when people who are like trying to, it's like taking the Lord's name in vain, right? Oh, it's not absolutely. about saying God damn it. It's about uh, presuming to speak and say, "Here's what I'm saying," and this is what the Lord is saying too, yeah. right? It's the same. I get the same kind of vibe when people are like. Now I'm about this. Now I'm about this religion. Now I'm about this ideology, even though I was never about that before. But then Rolo put this tweet out about vasectomies, and now I go, oh, I'm, yeah. hey, I'm, now I'm a devout Muslim. Yeah. Listen, listen, Russell, look. So, like, yeah. we're, like, I seen it, and I, I kind of, like, cringe, right? Was when you watch, like, the Myron and Sneakle clip, like, back, right? And they were, like... And they weren't even talking about you or nothing else. And he kind of just like said, oh, now what about, you know, you know, you know, like that Rolo tweet, which is kind of like, okay, that was like premeditated to come on and introduce this conversation. Oh, yeah, the purpose, <laughs> of, the whole purpose of doing it was yeah. for that, yeah. And I mean, I'm like, why would you do that, you know? Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys, I have a lot of, I need better haters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of, I have a lot of guys who are like, will literally go on, I'm not even going to name names, but people know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about, but they'll go on shows that they know that I'm affiliated with, or mm-hmm. like I like like Saucecast, for example. Yeah. Like, I helped Adam Sosnick, like, and he'll he'll be the first one to, to tell you, like, mm-hmm. like he, you know, if it wasn't for you, this wouldn't we wouldn't be where we're at right yeah. now. Um, we'll go on those shows knowing that I'm affiliated with those people, <laughs> and they'll just wait till the end, and they'll go, uh, yeah, so what do you got going on? You're like, final thoughts, uh, what do you think of the show, so-and-so? Yeah, fuck Rolo. I mean, that's like the whole reason for them to be on oh, the show yeah. is like, yeah, uh, let me tell you what I'm doing. Yeah, fuck Rolo. <laughs> look, dude, look dead ass at the cat. Fuck, fuck. Oh, man. Yeah. And so it's, it's like, dude, is that like, don't you have anything better to do? Like, yeah. I hate to say touch grass. Don't touch grass. But don't you have like, other, like, remember what I was saying about like, there's the ideas guys and then there's the reactors yeah, guys. Why why does that seem like a you have a very finite amount of time on planet earth that like does this seem like a really productive use to like yeah. uh, to deal with your discontent cr- creatively or sure. or or not so of course but and do you feel like you here right cuz listen right cuz after that though like Sneeko's entire like public perception got mm-hmm. switched right now people like will say oh my god he's so logical now and he even like went on his like rumble stream and was like, oh, I think I'm going to back out of the debate because right now I look really good. <laughs> like, why uh, yeah, would I debate Rolo? Well, no, so, yeah, I, okay, so I'll, I'll tell you the story about yeah. that. Um, I was going to be myself, Mike Sartain, uh, Destiny, and Sneeko. Yeah. And uh, so I'm flying out there, and I'm on the, the Wi-Fi on mm-hmm. the plane. And Myron says, oh, Sneeko's not going to be on the thing anymore. And I'm yeah. like, really? Because I was like damn why because mm-hmm. he was the one i wanted to talk to right? yeah. more than anything and um and this was after i had already like been on their show like i did a mm-hmm. I, I i called in i did a, a on stream yard or something like yeah. that and, and did this thing and people oh you couldn't tell us what a high value man was like yeah i'm <laughs> doing that because i know in a week i'm gonna be there and mm-hmm. i want to i want to actually get you guys to the table kind of thing yeah right? so i go out there and i do that and i was kind of disappointed because he's like oh no sneeko doesn't want to do it now and i was like shit so then I felt bad because it would be like me and Mike beating up on Destiny, right? Yeah. I didn't want that to, to, I thought it would look bad. Yeah. And then then later on, like l- literally like half an hour before we're supposed to do the show, yeah. then, go, then Myron says, oh, Sneeko's back in. I'm like, oh, thank goodness, right? Yeah. But he's only in for half an hour or 45 minutes. And I'm like, yeah. why, well, why is that? Well, he's going to go do a show with Aiden Ross after yeah. that. And I was like, 
You're gonna give up a show with me and Mike and Destiny yeah. to go do. And I'm not saying Aiden's, you know, he's not chopped liver, but like, yeah. Why would you, you know, why would you do that? Yeah. Um. Apparently, he had done a video saying, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to debate Rolo. He's just He's just like clout jacking me." I'm like, dude, do you know who I am? No, no, no. <laughs> and no so, facts, yeah. so, uh, but I, I was like, you, you, you back out, stay in, whatever you're gonna do. Yeah. But like, I want to be able to talk to him. So, mm. in the very beginning of that d- debate, talk, whatever one yeah, you he, call it, he was I quiet. Knew, though. I knew. Well, I know. I knew he was gonna be only there for like thirty or forty minutes. Mm. So I focused everything I could on him because I wanted to talk to him specifically because yeah. I like Sneeko, right? Yeah. Um, and so if if it seemed like I was like really intense with him, because I was trying to get yeah. everything within like I could within like thirty or forty minutes. And we're playing to like thirty five thousand live views on that. Oh I mean, yeah, you really want to leave this stream and go with? All right, man, bye, hey, Dios, man. I, 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 <laughs> no, with the right, like he was quiet though. Um, like do the strategy because he said, mm-hmm. "I already look really good right now in the eyes of the public for going well, against in the roller." Who's public though? Like his his following or my following well, or who's, well, or Fry, Fresh and Fits following? Like, well, for example, right? Um. There was a like for example, right? Like there was portions of the red pill who don't like Sneaker because they felt as if he was like grifting, he didn't believe it, right? And, and then there's like the Abbott Preach crowd, right? So after he like mm-hmm. went against you and he won over a significant amount of the Abbott Preach crowd, mm-hmm. right? So now he felt like, yo, okay, right? Like folks now are off my bag. They think I'm logical now. Why would I go back he, to roll he away? Probably okay, and I and I get it. Yeah. He probably uh, the, if he made a, a tactical error, it was putting out that video explaining why he was. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Like, like I mean, and this is just me from a yeah. business sense. It's yeah. like, why would you do that? Like, if you if you're not going to show up, like at, at the very least, I, I was laughing too because I was like, they on on a previous stream they had said something to the effect of like. Um, Oh, all these guys want to debate us. They suddenly get sick at the last minute. Yeah. Kind of I'm like, oh, did he get sick? <laughs> uh, uh, no, I was like right. using that, you know, well, with, well, with debate-itis yeah. or some shit. Like, oh, did he get debate-itis? Yeah. And, and I was like, I'm not going to do that. But um, mm-hmm. but uh, I was glad he showed up. I was yeah. glad he did because I really, he was, he was the main person I wanted to talk to. Yeah, man. Not, oh, okay. So, like, sp- see, okay. I, see, I, I, you you got to remember, like, there's the, there's, like I'll go on people like this is a really big show, okay. okay? But I'll go and I'll do shows with like Logan, for example, and mm-hmm. he's got like maybe twenty thousand subs, if that. Oh wow, really? Right? Okay. Or I'll go if, if somebody's like a come up. Mm-hmm. If I think I'm gonna have a good conversation with that mm-hmm. person, I'm still gonna go do that show. I'm still mm-hmm. gonna go talk to that person if I think there's gonna be some value. Or like if if uh, what is it the in martial arts, like for instance, like the black belt can always learn something from the white belt, yeah, of course. right? Even if it's just something like, oh, I would have never thought of that. You're just uh, like something that's just was instinctual with the white belt that the yeah. black belt can go, oh, that's great. I learned something from a white belt. Like they, there's that encouragement. Not that it happens all the time, but like if I can have a good conversation with somebody who's sort of like a come up, mm-hmm. I'm still going to have that conversation Absolutely. with that person Absolutely. because my motivation to have that conversation is not so much based on like how many followers I'm going to get or how am I going to win over or how many like, you know, subs am I going to get as a result of this? Mm-hmm. My, my purpose for, t- it always has been this way because when I was on the So Suave forums back in the day, remember I told you how like I would take those conversations, turn them into blog posts, and then they yeah. became chapters in my book. That's what I'm talking about. The mm-hmm. book would not exist if I hadn't had that attitude back in the day to talk to people that I'm just like, I don't have any, I don't get any financial gain out of you, of but course. I do get some intellectual gain, yeah. and maybe we can come to a consensus on something that we can be may, turn into a bigger deal. 
I'll go talk to those guys, whether you have a, a 10,000 podcast or you have a 4 million sub podcast. Mm -hmm. So if it's a good conversation, like we're having a good conversation right now. Yeah, so absolutely. I get something out of this and I think the audience does too. Of course. And so I get this quite a bit. People say, well, why are you talking to these dumb bitches? Why yeah. are you talking to this guy? Hey, you're, that's a waste of your time. Or why mm -hmm. you're not going to convince destiny of anything. You're going to change his fucking mm -hmm. mind about anything. <laughs> like, that's not my point. Yeah. My point is not to change. I know. Oh, fuck, you, think I'm the, you think I'm there to change this guy's mind? I'm, I know that's not going to happen. Yeah. But in the process where I'm having that conversation, if the people who are watching this yeah. say, you know what? I never thought about that before. That's what I'm after. Yeah. I want people to go to equip people with a new idea. And if it takes me trying to have, you know, talking to somebody that's like really is, you know, violently opposed to me, yeah. somebody gets something out of it, then I actually win. Then I actually made creatively discontent, right? I've actually maybe created a new follower, mm. but also helped somebody in the process. Yeah. Now, let's speak about the debate itis, right? <laughs> now, listen, I love Donison Sharp just like everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. But speak about Donison, like Donovan Sharp, man. Now he's had a rough last, like, like the Alvin Priest, like hit piece was when um, January, right? January. Where things came out, where like you know his, I think his wife or his girlfriend was actually a single mother. She was actually older. It didn't actually come out in January, but uh, yeah, yeah, right. And then there was a bunch of things the surface where like that goes against like things that he's preaching, right? So when you see see what you use the term preaching. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, no. I was yeah. Say, no, yeah, 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 Again, that's because and I mean, you people do this. I'm not. I'm yeah, not on you. People do that. Yeah. Say they say you're well. You're a hypocrite because you preach. The, mm. I don't preach a fucking thing. Mm -hmm. I tell you. I give you. I I just work here. Yeah. I I, I give you the information. <laughs> yeah. I'm not telling you. The Lord saith to do this. I'm ah. not giving you the 12 rules for life. Yeah. I'm not giving you a program. I'm just giving you information. What you choose to do with that is, your, is on you. Yeah. That's the difference between like saying, oh, you're preaching this, or the preaching side of things mm -hmm. ends up being um, the self-help. You're trying to tell me how to live. Well, that's mm -hmm. what preaching is, right? It's mm -hmm. like, here's, here's, here's some ways to think about like changing your life kind of thing. Yeah. When I hear people say, like, it doesn't have to be you say preaching, you're mm -hmm. teaching this, or you're, oh, okay, you're teaching promoting this, your yeah. philosophy is thus. It's like, yeah. my philosophy, you tell me tell me what you think my philosophy is. Right? Yours? That's what I'll stop. Okay. You don't have to, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, people ha say that. Yeah. I'll say, what do you think I'm about? And let me correct you, correct your, your, because you're ignorant of the fact that I'm not really about what you think I'm about. Yeah. But they, because you can't tell people information without telling them how to feel about that information, mm -hmm. that's when you get, well, you're telling me I should feel this way because mm. if you didn't give me this information in the first place, you wouldn't want me to uh, like sway my mind or change my mind about something. Mm -hmm. People throw that in. They use terms like preaching or whatever it is, hypocrisy, mm -hmm. because they think that you, by you even being an influencer or being and talking out there, means that you are trying to tell somebody how to live. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to tell you how to live. I'm giving you tools and giving you information, and you get to decide how you want to live with that information. Yeah, sure. So, But as far as Donovan Sharp is concerned, yeah. um, so the, the reason why I said that the, the stuff that came, came out mm -hmm. in January, it didn't come out in January. Mm. It came out in 2020, 2019, really? something like that. It's been, it had been around for a long time. God, damn. it was released by a gentleman by the name of Anthony Johnson, who I have, uh, who, uh, yeah, who. Oh, he's the white guy. The, yeah, the, yeah. The white guy. yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but 
it, it again, the, and the reason why it came out, the mm-hmm. reason why you see this sort of like uh, exposed, yeah. and, you know, oh my, he's he's a hypocrite. He's the, don't listen yeah. to him. Don't do, the reason why you get these hip pieces because and what you would never hear Abba and Preach say is the reason for that. The reason why this is old news, like they were, like when I came at Abba and Preach for for talking shit about Donovan, mm-hmm. it wasn't because I was defending Donovan. I'm saying you guys, you, you've got old data. You're, you're listening mm-hmm. to the wrong person because the shit that you think is recent mm-hmm. happened back in 2020. And the reason why is because Donovan Sharp runs a convention called the CME, which is the Convention of Masculine Excellence, right? Mm-hmm. Which is in direct competition mm-hmm. with Anthony Johnson's 21 <laughs> convention. And there is a lot of bad blood and there's been a lot oh. of, there's been a lot of, uh, if hell, even Anthony Johnson's attacked Fresh and Fit's uh, channel oh, really? for having me and... Uh, Donovan on and Aaron Clary was on I think on that that month as well what's his beef with you though (laughs) his beef with me is the fact that I was I basically saved his convention from like bankruptcy by (laughs) by actually believing his bullshit and I was I was one of his keynote speakers for like two for 2017 and 2018 Uh, we were also myself and Rich Cooper were involved in uh, the Red Man group which was uh, sort of the I guess the precursor of Mm -hmm. of, uh, Rule Zero which I think is a much better show quite honestly Mm -hmm. um but uh, but then you know the guys you want to talk about pathological personalities. This yeah. is this guy has basically run off anyone who's ever ever worked with him. You know in the past, mm. Abba and Preach are reactors. They'll look for whatever the outrage bait that they can find. <laughs> because look, I'm seriously go look at the, just go look at the thumbnails of everything that they do. You can go look at people's like thumbnails and say, is this guy an ideas guy or is this guy a reactor? Mm. Is this a guy who's just like waiting for the next uh, crisis to happen so that they can do a reaction video? Or are they actually doing something? Do they have a product? Do they have an idea? Do they have a book? Do they have anything that is novel and new? Mm. 98% of the time, no, they don't because they're waiting for people to talk shit about someone else so they can go do a reaction video. Mm. That is Abba and Preach. That is MTR. That is... Anybody who's an outrage broker, right? And yeah. so the, it was just the new hotness, and I just called them out on the bullshit because the stuff that they were talking about, Anthony Johnson had been talking about uh, Donovan Sharp since back like two years ago wow. because he wanted to expose Donovan so it would hurt his convention because he was in direct competition with him. Now, well, one, I do, listen, I do want to like like get to like you at MTR because Cause I had no idea. You feel me? That there was some type of you know, I, 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 like, like beef I've never, there. I've never said two words to MTR, so I, I only see what I see. Right? Yeah. Damn, we've been here for what? Like like uh, three hours? God damn. Yo, who dude, knows? Dude, I do four hour and five hour podcasts regularly on I only do one, it's on Sunday yeah. at one PM Pacific. No. Four PM Eastern. Yeah, 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 right, but yeah, right now, right? Look at this, right? Cool. But I. Uh, so, what's your issue with MTR? Why don't he like you? I don't, I I don't know. I don't. Does he not like me? I don't know. Uh, I don't I'm know. not a. I I look at what MTR does and what he's talked about in the past with like Fresh and Fit. I know yeah. he's come at he's come at Pearl, um, which please do please keep going at her now. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a problem now. I don't have a problem anymore. <laughs> please do. It's all. Yeah. It's on you, bro. Go get him. Um, but uh, no, he. I don't have a problem with him. I just think that his his profit model is uh based on outrage brokership and it's react it's all reaction stuff mm-hmm. he doesn't offer anything new he just talks shit about other people who are actually out, out there doing something yeah. right? and he's not alone i don't want to just hit on him there's other other guys that do the same thing mm-hmm. but um uh as far as uh, mtr and there's there's was it hamza 
and there's some uh, other there's some yeah. other guys and it's remember we were talking about like guys who want to leave the manosphere yeah one of the it's an ongoing joke on on rule zero right now we'll go and we'll look at the people who will like yeah. say i'm leaving like was it uh coach red pill Corey wayne uh hamza i guess yeah. uh john sanmez uh mtr as well we're yeah. leaving the manosphere we're done with the manosphere <laughs> and then you go and you and they, they'll do this like a year ago and yeah. you look at every video they've done since they said we're out of the manosphere we're done with the red pill yeah. now everything that they do all their reaction videos are red pill reaction videos yeah. every last one you never left you did you, you're just simply talking shit about the same guys that you wanted to be a part of yeah but now you've left the manosphere no you haven't left the manosphere you're still doing the same material yeah now if you um, left the manosphere you yeah. would be talking about like fishing you yeah, know you'd have a, you'd start a fishing channel or you'd start a sports channel or you'd start something that's yeah you'd start something yeah. that's completely yeah. off topic if you quit the manosphere, yeah. get the fuck out. There's the door. Leave, please. We there's too manosphere many of audience, you. Though, give too much Go. Money to leave, man. There it is. Please <laughs> leave and stop talking shit about people in the red pill in the manosphere. Yeah. If you're done with the manosphere officially, <laughs> Just then get the fuck out. Just leave, man. Now, uh, I think, and you said that that like somebody paid Abba and Preach to make the Donovan Sharp video. I I, pr I I propose the idea, and did I have proof of this? No, now, no, but yeah. because I've seen this happen before, is, yeah. is uh, Anthony Johnson has paid people in the past to do oh, like, really? paid material, mm. uh, hit pieces, uh, in particular about me, Rich Cooper. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think who else he's he's done hit pieces on. Oh, oh, uh, Sterling Cooper. <laughs> I'm trying to think yeah. who else. But essentially, what he does is he uses what, what you know, cat's paws. He uses yeah. people like as proxies to come out. Like uh, MGTOW Dictionary was another one. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people that are sort of I don't say they're on the payroll, but they're they're definitely incentivized or. One thing that they did not deny was the fact that the information that they got, well, mm -hmm. they didn't know. Who, we didn't know who Anthony Johnson is, but they got the information from his either from him or third hand that came from him yeah. and didn't know that they got it from him. Mm. So they're talking out their ass and <laughs> reacting to something that happened. The exposure happened like two or three years ago. Did yeah. you know he was a convicted criminal? Yeah, <laughs> so was Angela Knight, but nobody says shit about that. Nobody cares about that shit. Again, no one cares. Wait. No, if you hadn't a, brought this a, up right now, Angela, was she was she busted for shoplifting, 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 shoplifting? Angela Knight? Yes, shoplifting. I didn't even. Yeah, I'm I, and by the way, I didn't dig that up. I had like other people like, "Hey, did you see this?" I was like, "She wait, like she don't strike me as the petty theft." Dude, she's, she's a shit. criminal. She's a <laughs> she's a hardened criminal. <laughs> Oh, okay, hard times. Uh, okay, she I was mean, she was nineteen. But you were hot though. You yeah. could sell some pussy to get some food, right? Maybe back then. She, maybe maybe then she was. She's probably I, she's probably like twenty twenty now, pounds lighter then. Now look now <laughs> speaking now like speaking of proof though like you broke the internet like last night. I did when you wrote last night. Yeah, when you wrote what you, I do now. Wrote yeah. <laughs> uh, you uh, I think you wrote the destiny. Uh, oh, oh, you, oh, you, you, you have medical records and proof mm -hmm. that can show. I think it was Lawrence Southern you were talking mm -hmm. about. Now, okay, that he uh, and her was involved in a sexual relationship, and that there was an abortion. Okay, so, so that's again. I have, I have been in touch with, uh, and he probably wouldn't care if I said this right now, but I've been in touch with Lawrence Southern's ex since December of last year. Wow. And I know there's a lot of people who say, well, why would he call you? Mm -hmm. Well, because I'm in the sphere, and he actually called me, or didn't call. He started. He reached out to me email wise. 
um, because he is in Australia mm-hmm. and she is in Canada. Yeah. And he wanted to know if I knew any attorneys who specialized in child custody cases mm-hmm. that was international. Right? Wow. And the only person I could think of was uh, Andrew Esquire from uh, Legal Mindset. He was yeah. the only, I don't know if, if that ever amounted to anything, if he ever reached out to it, but apparently he's in a, uh, he had been in a legal custody battle, really nasty one, because she has been essentially like denying him access to his kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, like won't even let him talk to him. And I thought wow. it was some pretty fucked up shit. Very and up. so, um, so I, I think a lot of people see me as sort of like an MRA or an advocate for like men's rights or something. Yeah. I don't know why, but I mean, maybe, but so I talked to the guy and I started, you know, started talking to him and he was giving me some information. He told me, told me about her past. I'm, I, I can actually name some names, but I'm, I don't want to get too, too deep in the, in there. But, um, essentially he has protection orders or she had protection orders against him. Mm-hmm. I have protection. I have those, the copies of those. So I know it's, I know it's the dude. Yeah. I know it's the guy. Yeah. Um, so I have confirmation that I know that the guy that I'm talking to is actually her ex. Yeah. And so I've got quite a bit of information. Uh, she's dating Tim pool right now. Um, really? she has a habit of going after guys who are like sort of internet famous dudes. Right? Absolutely. And so destiny was one of them. And you can go and have, and have a look at the, the, the videos that they've done together in the past as of last year. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I had to be really careful with this, but I've had other people in the wake. Cause I did a, a show about Lauren Southern because she had done this sort of come to Jesus, uh, video, uh, about how she was getting divorced. And the reason why I think she did that is because I I think she was on Tim Pool and she had her wedding ring on. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing that was really bugging uh, her ex uh, because she tries to present this, I'm a, a, a good Christian traditional conservative mm-hmm. uh, as her brand. And I, I made one just, you know, throwaway tweet one time and I put the picture on there. I says, why is Lauren Southern still wearing her, we- her wedding ring? Mm-hmm. And people thought that I was just, oh, you you're, you're must be professionally jealous. Fuck mm-hmm. you, Rolo. Fuck you, fuck you, yeah. right? No, now I'm fucking right. That's the thing. Is yeah. Now she goes and says, well, yeah, I've been divorced for X amount of times. Mm. But she's been wearing that ring and presenting herself as a, a good, you know, traditional conservative for that, for that amount of time, right? Yeah. So I guess I was right about that. Um, and again, it's not because I have some sort of precognition or anything like that. I just happen to be talking to her ex, right? Yeah. Um, and then I've had some other people come after I did that show. I had a, not about three other guys came out and uh, were telling me like, like here's what was going on. Like, I th- I, do you know Chud Logic? Do you know that? Yes. Guy? Okay. So Chud Logic was doing a, he'd done some recent video about how there was a relationship that almost broke up Destiny and Melina, and it had to do. And he just said point blank. He said it was Lauren Southern. Mm. Right? And then I, I, when that came out, I went and I asked her ex, I said, is this true? She goes, yeah, it is. And there was a child that was produced as a result of that. So again, do I know this first, do I have like the birth, you know, do I have the, 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 uh, the pink, you know, the, the, the uh, pregnancy test? No, I don't. But according to the guy that I have been talked to, her ex, uh, there was a sexual relationship there and it resulted in a child. Now I kind of had to sort of take that at, at, at face value for a while mm-hmm. until I had another guy come up to me and, and um, I can't name names mm-hmm. because, and I don't want to get you in trouble either no, no, because, no, no, no. because this counts as like medical records and, yeah. do- and doxing and everything else, but I'm not going to say, but I, I have, yeah. but I have copies of her, uh, I have copies of her um, 
uh, ultrasound, ultrasound tests mm-hmm. from right around the month that they were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, August of last year. And it is definitely her. I have the information confirmed for that. So I know that there was a child that was produced or she was getting an OBGYN, you know, yeah. ultrasound at that time. I have the proof for that. I'm not going to release it because I, you know, for the of privacy course, yeah. of the kid and for the people that are involved. Now, do I know that it was Destiny's? I don't know that, but I do know that there was a child involved, or there was a child at some point in uh, in August of last year. So, and the child got aborted, or she kept. I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. I know that there's no child. She, she could have lost the child as well. Yeah. I didn't say there's an abortion. I'm just saying that she was. Of course. And uh, according to uh, my sources, anyways, she was going to have a girl, so it would have been far along enough for them to determine sex. Yeah, yeah, right. Because look, because Destiny said he like he has a five. To one, one like uh, a five to one bet for you. Meaning, if you can prove that he was involved with with Lawrence Southern, I can't prove. I can't prove. 100, I yeah. can't prove that the kid was his, but yeah. I can prove that at least the timeline from what I've been told from her ex and yeah. from other people, not just him, but like other people who have like come yeah. and hit me up after I did that show. Yeah, Chud well, Logic being the one who like said that there was a relationship between the two sure. of them that almost broke up him and Melina. Which is weird yeah. to me because like they have an open relationship, so yeah, I was, that's why I was trying to confirm that. Well, yeah, listen, yo, like Chell Logic has has all the gossip for that community, man. Right, I, I, he's I, I don't, I, I don't even know what the community is. Oh, I wouldn't no, even no, known no. who he was no. had I had not other people like link me to yeah. that one that one video. Listen, he has he has an an all the gossip. And, the, and by the way, the only reason I even brought that up was because yeah. he was just on whatever podcast debating Lila Rose and some other fat bitch about yeah. like abortion, right? That's so facts. I'm like. I'm like, well, you know, here's yeah. you can win the abortion debate without having to go Christmas, resort yeah. to emotional appeals. Right? Yeah, I man, definitely. Man. Hey, do I know it was his kid? No, but I do know that at some point she went to, yeah. she did go and, and get a, on, a, a, a ultrasound at that time. Well, hey, wait though, right? So even listen, even like for example, take out Destiny from this. Mm-hmm. Even like Lauren herself, like having a uh, uh, out of wedlock baby. That's detrimental like, to her because she's trying to be this, you know. This, I, haven't heard, like, I haven't heard anything from that side. I haven't heard anything from that side of the of the, of the fence yet. Yeah. So, hey man, listen, man. Uh, the Godfather always come with receipts, his facts. Man, I got them in my back pocket right now. I thought hey, maybe Destiny would show up and like here they are. Well, well, uh, and he, you know, and he was here at eleven a.m. Now, now, hey, I think Sneeko was here too, so y'all can probably meet up, man. I like Sneeko. Yeah, man. <laughs> man, but but folks, before listen, yo, this was a great a great interview, man. Hopefully, we have you back real real soon. Sure. For listen, real, it's a real short flight from Reno. <laughs> listen, I I, I I I'm trying to do this at least like like once a month, maybe once every month and a half. You feel me, man? Sure. Right, man. Hey, man. People don't, man. Listen. Oh, sorry. Like one last thing. Pick up my book. Get this book, fan. Listen. Buy this book. Uh. The rational mill, the player's hand, but this is like that's number five, five, That's the right? fifth one, yeah. Okay, so it's what's last, in this book? It's the last one in the series. Too. You sure it's the last yes, one, Rolo? Yes, it is the last one. You sure? I'm not. St- <laughs> hey, people say Rolo's not writing anymore. No, I'm writing. This is just the last of the series. Okay. All right. So, so what's this book? So okay. Book so teach me. In the rational, the rational mill, the first book yeah. is like sort of like the core, right? Mm-hmm. That's the the core concepts, right? Yeah. Everything. People ask me like. Which one should I read them in order? How do I read mm-hmm. them? I'm like, well, it kind of depends on your interests. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this book because I had so many people saying, Rolo, what's the best book to learn game? And I yep. like, I don't 
want to write a book that's like here's how to, it's not a how to book it's yeah. not like oh here i'm going to read this and then i'll be a an ex, i'll be a, a master pickup artist that's yeah. not what it's about it's about why we why why people in the pickup community why people in the red pill like say that like when i just told you like uh yeah. women will break rules for alphas and they make rules for betas i talk about that in this book mm-hmm. why do we say that it's a why it works or why we come to those conclusions book rather than like, here's a how-to book, okay? Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to write a how-to. I don't give prescriptions. Facts. But I will tell you like, why, why, does, a neg, why does a neg hit work? Why, why, so that seems ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, here's why people come to the conclusion that a backhanded compliment might actually be a, a benefit or direct game versus indirect yeah, game. Why do we say, why is there a conflict between those two? I go into that here as well. So it's not, it's not a how-to book. It's a why it works book. Yeah, man. It's like a textbook. I think this is a textbook. Hey, man, listen. Five, listen, five, 500 pages, you going to get, get, listen. <laughs> you just went and looked at the last uh, Right? Yeah. <laughs> How many pages? Right this? <laughs> this is a big, big and heavy book. Now, listen, though. <laughs> 500 pages means that you get your money worth, right? Yeah. Man. Before, wait, so, wait. So. Either that or you're really long-winded. Yeah. Where can they find it, though? <laughs> on Amazon. All my books are on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Just type in The Rational Mail and you'll find all five of them there. Um, and then uh, I've got a, I've got some other irons in the fire right now too. I'm also mm. um, I'm also the co-host of Access Vegas, as you guys know. We do that every other Thursday. Start and this Thursday on the 29th, we'll, we'll be doing uh, the. Fight Adam on, man. You you mean uh, Mike? You want me to get Mike? Yes, uh, please. Oh yeah, man. you got yeah. You guys want to come out to Vegas? Yeah, You're more than invited. Yeah, sure. right. Listen, we always have one male guest, or we try to have one male guest. So. Right, man, man, man. Folks, don't wait. Right, but yeah, man. Invite. Listen, please bring on Adam and NJ Waller. Right. For sure. And then we'll, we'll bring Mike Sartain in here next time. But Please. The two of us would be a good one. Yes, man. Yes. Wait. So, wait. So, next month, they know it now. You and Mike Sartain will be on his couch next month. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, hit me up. Give it, get on. Folks, no jumper, coolest podcast in the world, man. We're, <laughs> we're out of here, folks. Thank you. Peace out, man.